Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Yeah, this 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 is a this is it. This is a weird one in a new way. We've had weird uh, confrontational. We've had weird sexual. We've had all different varietals of weird, and a new one where I said varietals in the intro. That's a whole new varietal. Yeah, this is uh, this is my friend Thomas Middleditch, and he and I used to be very close, and then we had like a bro a bromance kind of breakup. Uh, so we haven't really hung out in four years. And we decided to do an episode where we discuss why. And that that's what this is. This is the anatomy of a dude bro breakup. Bro, broke up? Ha! Huh. <laughs> broke up. This is the anatomy of a broke up. Uh, so it's uncomfortable in a new way. It actually was kind of sweet and sad. And, and there's, there's parallels to like, you know, breaking up with a, a girlfriend. You, you, we have little laughs and stuff. And then we kind of remember. You'll hear. You know, why am I telling you what it is? Trust me, I think it's interesting. It's certainly uncomfortable at times. It's certainly weird kind of the whole time. Hopefully it's very fun, uh, funny as well. Thomas is one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life. Uh, but here it is, the anatomy of a breakup with a guy friend. Uh, and I really hope you enjoy because it was kind of tricky and uh, a little difficult to do for both of us, I think. Uh, YouMadeItWeird.com is a great way to support the show. You can buy shirts, buy weirdos, for weirdos. You can uh, email the show, weird at nerdist.com. Also, if you want, please, if you're living in uh, the Austin area, Austin, Texas, come to the uh, one-hour stand-up special taping of, uh, of my stand-up special in Austin, October 23rd, 7 and 9.30 p.m. These shows are free. The way to get tickets is theblacklistnyc.com slash Pete H. That's the way to get tickets. Please come out. It's very, very important to me that the show is great, of course, and the best way to make sure that the show is going to be great is to pack it with die-hard weirdos. So please come out if you can. Hope to see you there. Free hugs as always. As always. Sound like a weirdo when I say that. Anyway, we also have other shows. If you're hearing this today, it comes out. I am in Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend at the Skyline Comedy Cafe. Then I'm going to be in Minneapolis on October 14th at the Cedar Cultural Center. Back in L.A. at the Hollywood Improv at 8 and 10 o'clock on October 20th. If you're in the L.A. area and want to see me run the hour that I'm going to be doing for the special. Uh, I'm going back to New York to the Gramercy Theater for a live You Made It Weird on November 8th. Nashville, Tennessee, I'm going to the High Watt, November 16th. Atlanta, Georgia, the Relapse Theater, November 17th. Boston, Mass., Paradise Rock Club, November 24th. San Francisco, going back with Kyle Kinane, Chicago. Going to uh, Cobb's Comedy Club, November 29th through December 2nd. December 3rd, we are doing a live You Made It Weird. Uh, We're flying in some really great guests. It's going to be awesome and definitely super fun and probably white wine-fueled. Uh, Portland, Oregon, I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club, December 5 through 8. Philly, I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club, December 12th through 15th. And then going back to New York, New York, the day the world ends, back to the Gramercy, this time to do stand-up on December 21st. Uh, the ad, ooh, I have to look up a new ad. The ad is uh, Audible, uh, the way a lot of podcasts do Audible. It's an uh, audiobook website. And if you want to get a free audiobook download, audiobook... Go to audiblepodcast.com slash weird. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. But it'll be a book, so it'll be like smarter and less swearing. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Mention a book that you have listened to or would listen to. That's what I'm supposed to do. That is hilarious. 
I just read the copy. Mention a book that you have listened to or would listen to. Uh, that is hilarious. Okay, I already said that's hilarious. We all know what I would listen to. Malcolm Gladwell. I actually listened to both of Malcolm Gladwell's books on audiobooks and the Steve Jobs book, so I can vouch that the dudes that read them, their voice, very decent. Malcolm Gladwell gets a little higher in register the deeper you go in the books. Uh, again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash weird for free audiobook download. Check it out. Now enjoy a weird one in a new way. Yeah. Hey, man. This one, please. To the right? Do you want a water? To my left. Sure. How do you, you see that to the right? Me. <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't be, don't be stupid. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be stupid. Are we recording? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it begins, right? <laughs> It just begins with, are we recording? Yeah. Well, not always. That's you're supposed to be caught off guard. You listen to the show. I d- uh, only as of recently. As of recently? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, you know what? I did uh, I did uh, Ricky Lindholm's podcast. Ricky Lindholm's? Holmes? That's if we get married. Ooh. Are you into Ricky Lindholm? <laughs> <laughs> Sexually? Yeah, sure. She's a babe. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Tall drink of water like that. Blonde bombshell. <laughs> yeah. She's a babe. Come on. What a great thing. It's funny because in that moment you have a girlfriend. Not no. You broke up? Yeah. Oh no. We'll put a pin on that one. What? <laughs> we don't want to, you don't want to open with that. No, no. It'll take it. It's going to get you raw too too soon. Too raw too soon. Look, let me just say oh, that I, no. I did her podcast and she oh, said. Oh, no. And she oh. said. Oh, no. <laughs> Who ended it? Uh, just tell me that. Oh, I, I, no. I guess I guess I, I did. I, I suppose oh, I did. Oh, no. But that doesn't make it any easier <laughs> at all. You know, one time I said to Mulaney, uh, Mulaney was like, break up. people that get bro- broken up with get a Radiohead. That's what they get. Sure. So she can, listen to, she can listen to Radiohead. And then I said to him once, I was like, but there's no music for people who break up with somebody. And Mulaney goes, yeah, there is. Happy music. If you're in something that was like, uh, I feel like she got happy music, actually. Because you, you broke up with her, though. She well, I was I was miserable and weird and confused. Scatterbrain, scatterbrain. Oh no! Stupid. Oh no! And I and I probably I did a bunch of things throughout and definitely chest chest. I say chest by saying chest. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of Hebraic. Yeah, throughout chest. and chest. then especially at the end, that probably made her very sad. And so when she when is, yeah. when I when it ended, she was able to be free of that. But I ended it in a bad way. I was a bad boy. Oh, you put your dick in something? No, 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 I didn't. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, fuck Ricky I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all comes back. Like, wait, a, you had an emo- We should start with a bit or something. I know. Die, die. Let me for dinner. Pizza jammers. Pizza jammers. <laughs> Let me just say, I was Let's, doing Ricky Lindholm's podcast, and okay. she said, "You don't listen to podcasts." I said, "No, I listen to music." And then I realized, well, I, let's listen to podcasts. And I started listening to yours. And yeah. then I was like, hey, man, what the heck? Why, why can't I be on that list of 
of comedians because not all of them are famous. <laughs> and then and then I realized, oh yeah, we we're not we're you and I aren't as good as friends well, as we used it, to be. Well, that's why I was excited to have you on because we were going to do the anatomy of a dude breakup. The anatomy of a dude breakup. Because you and I broke up. You broke up with your lady, but you and I broke up about four years ago. Yeah. Let's start back. Let's start at the beginning that's though. A lot of You're stuff. You're Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. People, again, people give me shit because I love so many people, but I. Love you. <laughs> you are a phenomenal talent. A huge well. on the brink of being just a huge. You you belong in pictures mm-hmm. in the moving pictures. Well. And you're you're somebody. The first person I think of. If there's something right for you, I would always work with you. But we're not friends anymore. No. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Let's start at the beginning. Sure. You were introduced to me as Tommy Improv. <laughs> That's true. And you and that I was <laughs> I was named that by you by for me sometimes and with a wonderful for, uh, for our relationship. <laughs> Is that well? That, I think you. In the phone is Tommy Improv. Tommy Improv, and we did do some improv together, some Tuman improv. We used to do Tuman. You're one of the few people that could, and it's not because I'm so good; it's because I'm so bad. But you could hang with it. Well, we also like uh, absurdity, and if there's a flame going to it, we're like weird moths. Yeah, going to the like flame of bad improv. You and I are usually no, no. I thought actually, I thought a, we a did lot of our stuff. I just meant pretty weird, good. weirder improv. Well, it's like we. <laughs> You know, occasionally we'd see something and like stick it in the back pocket and save it for later. But more often we'd yeah. be like, "That's fine. Let's go do more yeah, of that yeah, voice. Do it immediately. Or do more of the full yeah. character." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, I love doing two man improv with you. You and Ben Schwartz are the only, and you used to do it with Ben Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, and occasionally, uh, occasionally still do. Not so much our our two man, but uh, he he <laughs> runs a show at UCB called um, Snow Pants. <laughs> that sounds fake. Yeah. That's what it's called? Yeah, Snow Pants, and he has some improvisers and then some, you know, Hey, why is he, he's, la- he's loud in my... Okay. I bumped it. I got bumped. He's, you're still too loud. <laughs> too, too loud. <laughs> to me. In my earphones. Should I do this? No, no, no. Am I genuinely too loud? Or no, 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 zero. We had a conflict. I was proud of myself with our... Uh, we had the smallest conflict because you were late, which is fine. Yeah. Please. God. But, and this is what happened. Mm. This, I immediately... I See, I called you out on being late. Yes. Let's tell the story mm-hmm. because you called and you've been looking forward to doing the show and I've been looking forward to it. You're one of the few people I've had uh, notes going for months uh-huh. knowing that you were going to do the show so i'd write down little things that i thought about you and whatnot yes. so i'm looking forward to it as well yes. and i'm not mad that's important that part is important i'm mad at, at that's, me. O- that's okay because but i don't I've, want you to be mad because at i've done this i've done this <laughs> podcast right here maybe in the double digits already in my mind <laughs> i'm not even joking zero percent joke <laughs> That's so funny. I've had the conversations. I've gotten to religion. You yeah, know, yeah. Done, how you, you how I, you're gonna say keep it crispy? I done, keep it crispy. <laughs> I've done from beginning to end multiple times talking about all kinds of stuff, talking about you and me and our breakup and yeah. how potentially. God, I don't know. Well, you played it out that you your hope was redemption. I would, show, I would. We would love do the that. show, and we would be redeemed. I would love that because uh, I uh, I miss it. I you know I miss there was there's a, a few people that we were all getting along with. Like I don't I don't hang with Kamal and Emily anymore. Yeah, it's like worlds. Well, you guys, I don't, don't want to bring up that thing. I feel like you guys hit a bump in the road. That yeah. we can't really talk about that. I no, guess that's not, not, that's Kamal's thing. Exactly. We'll talk about our thing. But it's like it's weird now that you say that. That just makes me think. Uh, like, am I? 
no, am no, I no. a tumultuous person? No, you're not a psychopath. That, in uh, fact, in fact, I would like to say up top because I've, I, you know, I rehearse things in my brain too, and I've thought about this episode as well. And I, and I even told Katie, I was like, this one might get weird because we're going to talk about. I'm how not we, scared. I'm not scared either. It's It'll time to get more weird yeah. on this thing. It hasn't been weird enough in recent episodes. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I actually thought that recently. I was like, we haven't really gotten that. Although Zach Sherwin just did it, and we got really. Really weird. We got awkward. We felt uncomfortable. Ooh, that's interesting. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it, and I, and I was telling Katie that we, it might get weird because we were going to talk about it. But I, here's the thing is, like, we stopped being friends. Yes. And every and I'd like to be honest. And here's the thing. I it's going to be ownership I think well. it's going to be harder for me than it will be for you because mm. I'm going, hopefully, if I can find the balls, we'll tell you what the things were. Okay. This is four years ago. Yeah. And I'm not really proud of them. I, I, but the thing is, is in the int- – I'm sorry. In the interest – of people growing potentially yes, from potentially. why friendships end, yeah. then it's better to talk about it and be like, look, I can't defend some of the reasons why we stopped hanging out, but yes. like we should still be honest about it, right? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Let's say, well, what were you going to say? You know. Well, um, it, if, if we are to get into it, and I mean, it's like, why, oh, at one point, it's like, why not? Because at the top of the show, let's become friends again <laughs> and, then, and then continue on unless it goes horribly and then it's like okay we have to talk for an hour and we don't like each other anymore i see you're, you're worried that if we open with the breakup then we won't ha- we'll just hit a wall and we'll yeah. be done well, well that's t- why i was trying to do our origin story oh yeah, yeah i met origin. you at the the union square cinemas yeah what movie did we say see this is this is a bromance yeah it was. it was a bromance and this is some of the bullshit of me i flare up very quickly i loved it I know. So passionate. It was. We would walk around. We'd talk and confide. I was so interested, like many people are, about you know your your divorce at the time because it oh, wasn't yeah, that brand was new. Pretty but it was like a year. No, it was something. If this was and four was, years ago, I've been divorced five years, so it was a year. Yeah, and I was. I had just stopped wearing only college t-shirts. Yeah, and well, khakis. No, I remember it. it was me and 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 Kumail and Emily. We were oh tra- we God. tried to push you to. <laughs> Wear more modernized clothes. That's right. You got to change your clothes. Oh, my God. Uh, It's funny. I've heard you say this. My Kumail is old Kumail as well. Like the tired Kumail. Yeah. I've said that about your Kumail? No, about your... your, uh, You said at one point that your impression is of like the old Chicago Kumail. T9 mobile texting. Right, right, right. Not new Kumail was like, what the fuck, you guys? Like it's much more... Have you seen the Avengers? (laughs) That's so mad. (laughs) Did you see the movie? It's not good. Ah, it's hard to do. Yeah, Excited Kumail is harder to it's do. Harder. It's like, I just saw the Avengers and it was very bad. <laughs> oh my God, Emily. I was going yeah, to say something sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my that God. Was a bit with, that was a bit we'd do. And then also, com- Emily, get out of here. Go run. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Emily, get down was get a big down. one. Emily, get down. <laughs> and the idea of everything getting shot. And we used to sing a lot of songs, you and I. This is, this is sad. This is a sad episode. This is a sad one. Let me Oh my God, Emily, I'm coming so much blood. Oh my God, Emily, I'm coming so much blood. Oh my God, Emily, I'm coming so much blood. That's a song about our friend Kumail coming oh my, blood. Oh my God, Emily, I'm coming so much blood. We had a lot of them. Like it was a Creed song. Do you remember this one? Melvin the Chipmunk. Chipmunk. 
Yeah, that's your no. part. Hello, my friend. How are you? Oh. Melvin the Jetmunk. About an ex-girlfriend. Hello, my friend. How are you? Melvin, 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 <laughs> Melvin. I improvised that part. The weird, like, the chipmunk is falling through space and time. The, it's Melvin, the, Melvin. Through the, the rabbit hole. That was in the office in New York, yeah. and I watched you collapse. It's because you laughed so hard. Dum, 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 dum. Like, we're all part of this gang. And then dum, all of a sudden, dum, Melvin. Dum. <laughs> like, uh, like it, the person took the. the drugs before the song started and then yeah. all of a it's, like, it's kicking in Melvin Melvin you laughed so hard at that I love that dark remember. stuff oh sure um oh. well let, let's stay let's stay chronologic so we're buddies and we're yeah. walking around and I just got divorced yeah and I there's a real I, heat of I, sadness about you no no because I'm being teleported uh well I, you know, what do you mean oh back to that time yeah and also the fact that it's no longer but also <laughs> like uh, I tell you I'll tell you during that time, me personally, I was, uh, you know, felt treading water and sad and stuff like that for my own personal reasons. Like, but you know, if we get into it, that's a staple of my life. <laughs> what do you mean? Of like periods. Like I look back on time and space and time and I think uh, I have these like, you know, pillars of memories. Right. True. And they revolve around like why I was sad at that point. Yeah. You are a sad dude. I'm a, I'm a melancholy guy. And over in this year, I'm I'm legitimately tackling it. Which is interesting. Worse than normal? No, I'm f- trying to f- correct it. Oh, tackle it, meaning you're facing it. Mm-hmm. You're going at it. I'm going at See, it. See, that's one of the things that I'm not proud of, and we'll get to that, was I, like, I took you on, and it was never, we don't, I don't think we have to say that it wasn't romantic, but it started to feel like I uh, was carrying some of your baggage. That's what I'm not yeah. proud of. At what point does a friend go like, this is taxing me too much? When, when, yeah. Towards the end of our friendship, when yeah. you called... I would always be very, very worried that I had upset you, just oh, like a girlfriend, or that yeah. you were having like an episode. Yeah. That sucks. Look, it I wish I could suck. be like, I'm a good friend, and like if you were, I wish I'd bring you Chinese soup and stuff. But then like I hit a wall, like I, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. A- everyone. Doesn't that suck? Uh, no, a lot of people do. I have. Uh, but it sucks to fail you in that mm, way. No, no, because a lot of it's on me. I mean, it, it takes a while of that happen. I mean, look, it's. I think about it, and who knows? I mean, I had a lot of it when I was a child, but it really started kicking in when you know, like when we puberty hits. Oh, no, we, no, all the sadness, the sadness, and it's weird uh, to be in a point where I, I just turned thirty this year, and to look back and say, "God, I've been sad a lot, like too much." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to sort of like you know, I've had therapists before, but like to now, consi- to now, I mean, now I take like mood stabilizers. Which, which one? It's crazy. Do you want to say which one? Uh, does it Lam- make a difference to say which one? I won't. Lamotrin Lamo- or something? Lamotrin? Lamotrigine. I don't know. I okay. can't pronounce it. Wonderful. But it's a very mild dosage, and it seems to be helping, but there's also other things that are sort of helping. I'm nervous about when the next like crushing dip will happen, or just like the vein of melancholy just throbbing away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at least I'm sort of like looking at stuff. And that time in particular, when we were co- courting, it was like a period of like, <laughs> I just moved to New York City. Uh-huh. And Hot off your McDonald's money. Yeah. But then it's just like some commercials. And then in the day, nothing. Yep. I hadn't even, I don't, at that point, I hadn't even really involved myself at UCB. So it was just like the odd Because show. you didn't want to start over, I remember. I didn't want to do classes. Yeah. They wouldn't let you perform. You are an amazing improviser. Yeah. I but you were out, you were coming out of... Uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And then you came to New York and they wanted you to take classes to be like authorized to, to perform there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that was hard for you. 
Yeah, I didn't do it. I eventually started performing there. It's like I I don't I don't mind proving myself, especially in comedy. If you're unless you're famous, if you move to a new city, you're going to have to. Prove it's a starting over. Yeah, you've been burned down to the ground. I just don't want. I just don't want to go to classes. Right, learn, and they're expensive. Learn zip zaps up and all that. Ugh. It's like uh, I you know it's a real that. heartbreak yeah. when you go zip and they go flap and the next person doesn't say flap. <laughs> I always broke my heart. Yeah, yeah, you know, it yeah. happened a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, I'm trying to be precocious and change it. What am I trying to prove? No, no, I have, I have, I'm in this group called the Improvised Shakespeare Company that we do, we do zip zap zap, we do bit bab boners and all kinds of weird right, things. Right, and it's based off that old game. But there's so many new elaborate rules based off of things that happen in the moment. Right, that we're like that was good. That's a new rule now, right. and it's like a right, thing right. that we have to remember for next time. New rule. New, Bill Murray's new rule. Oh, man. New rule. If I say boner, you say flop. Boner flops up. I also watch Bill Maher. Do you? God. God. <laughs> and it just gets so dark. No. JK. JK Rowling. Oh, Elaine. Jesus. Elaine. JK. 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 I'm kidding, and I don't even have time to tell you I'm kidding. JK. You, have, you guys have been a, great. That's like a deaf Jerry song. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be great. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh, we're getting into some weird areas right Elaine. here. Elaine. Elaine. That's all right. Who's listening to that? Oh, standard. Loved it. Needed it. Had to have it. So, sad sack. Yeah, sad sack. And it's, uh, you know, it's like I'm, I'm the guy that, like, my favorite, my favorite musicians are, like, Elliot Smith and... Me too, though. All this stuff. And I find the beauty of it, I, when people are like, I can't, I can't listen to Elliot Smith. It's too sad. I'm like, you're, a, you're not a human. <laughs> I don't like them. If you're not sad, you're not paying attention. It's, Although I was... No, it's, no, no, it's not that. It's just that they, you, they can't find the beauty in it. Because like, like, I listen to that, and yeah, sometimes it gets me bummed, and I'm like, oh, cool, we're identifying. Yeah. But most of the time, it's it's like oh that's so beautiful and like tragic in a in like a right in like a what is lovely your, way. It's what is poetic. your stock? Where are your people stock? hail from? Oh, in England, England, and it, that stuff runs in, in Does that, it? at least in my immediate family. I don't know really my extended family, but I know my my, my mom has stuff like that. Yeah, I was actually I, I, I was in a, a juice bar earlier today, the one by UCB, okay. and uh, they were playing Elliot Smith, and they were playing Everything Reminds Me of Her, and I was like, well, that's a "Hey guys, uh, maybe maybe put on some Jimmy Eat World, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I only have happy music and sad music, and I alternate between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, I have days where I don't really want to get down with <coughs> some uh, Elliot Smith or some some other wrist cutting music, but I mean. I think to shy away from it just because it's music. sad, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. No, I it's understand. It's like half of, half of catharsis is just tragedy. Well, I remember you and I were walking. This was a weird moment for me because uh-huh. I was still somewhat religious when we were uh, going around. Oh, and, yeah. and now I was newly single. And you were always about living to the max. Yeah, to <laughs> I remember the max. You were like, live it to the max. But I wasn't. Yeah, I know. But you wanted to live to the max. Yeah. And you were like, look, do you believe in some sort of afterlife? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. And you're like, no, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, was like wow. oh, I, I, I don't know. And you're like, so just live to the max. Who cares? <laughs> I remember you being like, just you're never going to, this is what you said, you're never going to regret when you're old uh, fucking somebody or whatever. Oh, and I remember feeling very intimidated. That, that sort of worldview doesn't scare me now. But like 20, uh, let's see, I was 28. 28-year-old Pete was kind of overwhelmed by that idea. Well, 20, 26-year-old Thomas, 25-year-old Thomas or whatever it was, what was a, was a man of like no regrets, and I still have no regrets except the one, and that was sort of like ending this last relationship on like the on 
with infidelity. That, that that's the one that I do. Wait, regret. you did cheat? Yeah, just not uh, not full blown. Bleach, bleach. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay, but uh, <laughs> I've never seen that look on your face. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, just intimate, not fair because intimacy was shared. It's just not fair because you know the other person's involved, and you know we right. know her, and it's like just let's you know she she doesn't. Nobody want that needs shit. to picture that. She doesn't want to have that on the on the internet, right? I actually that was one of the things that uh, this is an interesting episode for me. I remember being mm-hmm. at Union Hall, and you told me the story. And look again, I, I think I've become much less judgmental. Yeah, I know I have. Yeah, in fact. I just said this to someone. I was like, I've become far more Christ-like now that I'm not like that. I don't associate myself with that church because I've done shit. Like I've made mistakes and uh, lived a little bit and 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 know what it's like to make mistakes and and know friends that made mistakes. And I'm I'm much 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 more gracious and understanding. Whereas when I was a real full blown believer, I would have pretended that I understood. Yeah. And yeah. this is what I'm about to tell you. This is a confession. And I'm not proud of it. Okay. We're at Union Hall yeah. in Brooklyn. And we were sitting at that table and we were eating that uh, bar cheese. And you came in late and you told me a story. And I hope this isn't – I don't think you'll mind. Oh. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty benign. But at the time, it was mind-blowing to me. Okay. You sat down and you were telling me about fucking somebody last night. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, is this bad? No, it just makes me uh, – I, I hear that back. I'm like, oh, what a gross thing to do. It wasn't, it wasn't unprovoked. You didn't walk in like Stifler, like smell my fingers. It wasn't oh, okay. like that. It was like we were talking. Yeah, okay, cool. And you, you, yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't like hang, you throw your leather jacket on the jukebox, like, guess who got it when? Like, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah. I was fucking so Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, we started okay, talking because okay. I think I was with you the night before. And you were flirting with this girl. And then I was like, what ended up happening? And you were like, we fucked. And like me, the way I am, I said, did you wear a bag? And oh. you said, no. Yeah. And I remember, again, not proud of this, Thomas. So again, I'm sorry. No, no. But I felt the feeling of taking you down a peg, being like, I don't know if I can handle this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was so – and I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I've done that since. I've had yeah. sex without a condom before yeah, yeah. and been like, oops. You know what yeah. I mean? But at that time, absolutely not. I fucked my wife. <laughs> so at that point, it was very, yeah. very, very, very few people. Mm-hmm. So of course, and that's why I was not being Christ-like, and I was judging you, and that was just going in the briefcase. So I have this Thomas Middleditch briefcase, and you said that, and secretly, kind of shame on me. You know what I mean? To like harbor that against you. I'm not. Uh proud of this i do this in relationships i yeah. do this in friendships and the reason i want to talk about it is not to make it awkward with us no, no. but to heal it yeah, yeah i'm not proud of this you said you fucked a bartender with no bag and oh, i yeah. said <laughs> now and, i know who you're uh, and i said this guy's not for me like a puritanical oh, yeah. new england let's wear a j crew roll neck sweater and fuck that guy well you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not proud of it. No, it, I think no, that's clear, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I, honestly. Why? Why? That's a weird thing to say. I mean, I, I want. I hope it wasn't no, in asked, a bragging way. It wasn't. Uh, but, and I asked you if you wore a condom. Let me see. Let me say that, like, a lot of that stuff is. I mean, I have a weird, misguided, definitely misguided sense of like carpe diem and like <laughs> sort of like being in the moment and you know a lot of my like weird sexual escapades are bizarrely guised in my mind at least in the pursuit of like love and romance but Mm -hmm. really it's just like oh tommy take Mm -hmm. it down a notch Mm -hmm. and you know there's i you know it's not i'm not i'm not uh happy with it but there's usually like sadness and weird hating oneself to do with it and stuff like that you mean it's it's linked to the sadness linked to all of that stuff is it anxiety too 
Maybe, but it's also like I do. I mean, I will give myself. This isn't giving myself credit, but I will say that like it is also just like I don't know, being a guy and go and like living to living live to, to the max. <laughs> That's what you said. I said, did you wear a condom? And you went, no, live into the max. Yeah. And I said, whoa. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But you know what a good friend does in that situation is I should say, it already happened, so I'm not going to erase it with my judgment of you. I should be like, that's great, and then I'll statistically break down why she probably didn't have HIV. And I'm not even trying to be funny. No, no. That's, no. that's what your scumbag friends are for. In fact, when I, when I was telling you about my indiscretion, yeah. when that happened to me, I call fucking Nate Craig. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a scumbag. Yeah. And I say that lovingly. I say that lovingly. Yeah. I have scumbag friends, and I keep them on call. Oh, if don't I, call me a scumbag. I'm not calling you a scumbag. Not okay. at all. Okay. I'm telling you I should have been a scumbag friend for oh. you. As I should have said, we've all done it. Uh, yeah. Here's why you probably shouldn't worry about it. In a month, we'll have a beer and we'll be like, you're in the clear. Okay. Well, I'm not. I, no, wasn't, I'm just call- I wasn't calling you a scumbag. <laughs> no, no, it's You fine. know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was making sure. And Nate sure. Craig would high-five me if he was here. He is, but he's, th- <laughs> he's thicker-skinned. He's a he's a th- real thick skin. It's just <laughs> skin is so thick. And you're you're, you're a gentleman. Way f- paper thin. Yeah. Skin. Well, you are very very sensitive. So the so the fucking is to kind of fill the fear hole and the sadness. Oh, hole? I'm sure it's linked to that, but not all of it is. Some of it is like I mean, look, I, I'm the type of guy that like if I'm with a girl, there's nothing except poo on me or let me poo on you. It will will. Shy me away, except for like, let me embarrass you. Like, wait, let wait. me put you on a leash and walk you around my apartment. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? You're saying literally shit on me. I'm saying those things. Those things are maybe out the window. But the girl Shitting. could say stuff, and I'd be like, okay, sure. We're talking about sex stuff. Yeah. And you I'm, mean like I, pee on my dick while I jerk off? Whatever. You yeah. know, like. Uh, but I, I'm I, saying pee on my dick while I jerk off <laughs> to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just like there is a thing that I and I and I. I contemplate whether this has been good or bad, but there is a just a thing in my brain that says when I'm 80 or on my deathbed or something, I mm-hmm. want to be able to say to myself that I took experiences that were in front of me and didn't shy away from them. That I because I have been scared before, you know, and not only sexual stuff. It's not all sex. It's just things, and I go, Ooh, I'm too timid, and I go, right. and I don't do it, and then like a week later, I'm like, why didn't I just fucking yep, do that? Sure. Shit? So it could be something. It could be rock climbing. It could be yeah. hang gliding. And or, let me clarify: I have, I don't have a list of insane experiences. Right? It's not like a crazy thing. Like mm-hmm. I have stuff, but they would pale in comparison to a lot of friends I know. Like sure. I have a friend that's dating a porn star, and another friend dating a porn star, and it's just like, yeah. and they have crazier times. Right. But that, there's a problem with our community is, like, I'll never be an alcoholic because I hang out with much worse alcoholics. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. But I'm with you. I do the same thing. Yeah. I didn't mean to stop you. No, no. It's, so you're, you're trying to live to the max, but you're also saying you're not really – it's so funny to speak, uh, like, uh, seriously. So I you're know. trying to live to the max. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to push it to the limit, but <laughs> you keep hitting the red line. I understand you're, you're pushing it to, to the max. You're scared to put your foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, you're also talking to like a su- uh, like a genuine nerd, not a nerd now that it's 2012 and it's cool to be a nerd. Right. I'm talking about a nerd that like I've play I've had a video game addiction, still battling with it. Yeah. I play Dungeons and Dragons. I am the real deal, except right. for I don't really like comic books. But other than that, and Doctor Fucking Who. But other than that, <laughs> I'm, good. I'm, I'm yeah. Legit. I remember I remember that being another uh, strange thing. And again, let's be if you ever feel like I'm a t- 
attacking you. That's not the tone that I'm no. coming at you. But I remember being like, oh, I don't play video games to Thomas's liking. Like, I felt like I let I you down. Intense, well, I, I we used to play it. Modern Warfare. Yeah. Remember, enjoy the radar, gentlemen. <laughs> you remember yeah. that? <laughs> when I win radar when we for my go, team. And when we, my favorite thing you said, my favorite thing, <laughs> was we were playing online, like, to, to get not the same house, but together, yeah. on this map that was raining. And you said something like, oh, guys, did you bring your umbrellas? Like, <laughs> Oh, I think I said, we should call it off. It's raining, yeah. you guys. So, yeah, there you go. And and there was one was... guy who was in, who yeah. some stranger on the internet, yeah. was like, these guys are funny, but everyone else like shut up fam. yeah 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 oh, the guy that was playing like slipknot through his his oh. microphone picked it up and went fag and put it back yeah that's what he said i'm quoting people get mad about that word yeah oh no hey when you've been called it so much i know you get a like, badge it's like yeah whatever yeah it's been used derogatorily to me since i was a child so who fucking cares it's probably why part of why you're funny yeah who knows? Started to build up that defense. No, no, yeah. But you do have a crippling addiction to video games. I, I did that roast. Remember my roast? Mm. I did a joke about you. I was like, Thomas Middleditch is like, looks like Seth Meyers if he had a crippling addiction to video games. <laughs> That's one of my jokes for you. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But you, what is that? What's going on there? I don't know. I'm really trying to stop. You play things to like 100%. Like you do the, the bus missions in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I just, there's some certain games that are like wormholes to me. I mean, over the weekend, I... I spent a lot of time playing video games. Just this past weekend. Yeah, it's weird because since the breakup, I've been really good. And I've actually cut it down from like 40 hours a week to like six hours a week. Yeah. And I'd I'd like to get it even less. Um, But, you know, I fell off the wagon this weekend. You know, things, things... you know, it's it's got to. It really goes in conjunction with how busy I am outside of it. Mm-hmm. You know, what else? What else am I doing? Because some days, you know, at least I don't know how if you get this, but some days I wake up and it's like I got all of my waking day to fill. Yeah, I kind of love that though. But I can like you know do projects, sure, but they're not for anything. They're for just like mm-hmm. it's like busy work, right? I it's hard to you, self-motivate sometimes. And you would so, often make cartoons. Yeah, like yeah. you'd voice all the characters and stuff. I remember you'd send me some song you had written and stuff. Yeah. It, was kind of, it, was, it was great, but it was also like, oh, th- Thomas, is, uh, Thomas is filling his time like a madman, like, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. which is fine. It's like very close to being super creative as being a little bit crazy. Yeah. But I get that. Yeah. So I, the video games filled, it, filled yeah. the void better. I mean, part of me, like, I want, I want a... A ton of money so I can learn, uh, fulfill a dream of mine and get a pilot's license and get a plane and fly and do, and that will hopefully be hmm. my, a healthier version of video games for me. Right. Do you understand? Like, yeah. So much, that would be time. So you want something things. that you can pour yourself into that there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to master. Mm-hmm. Why not mm-hmm. racquetball or something? Or Dungeons yeah. and Dragons I, sounds look, like something. I play, now I play Dungeons and Dragons. I play soccer on Mondays. I do all kinds of things. Sure. It sounds, this sounds, this conversation is sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, maybe maybe you, no, no, no. And come, I'm, I'm trying to meet you with love here. I understand what you're saying. I think, I think I feel the way you feel most of the time one day out of the week. Yeah. And that's the thing that I was trying to, ex- and uh, my recent therapist and I spoke about this, of just like, she put it to me of like, you know, people feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. But uh, not to, and it's you know here's a weird thing. But you feel it more, and I had hesitation saying that because I, th- as soon as you say that, it's like, what are you special? Right. 
But you no. fucking you get sad the most. You think you're fucking <laughs> special. It's weird, but it's not in that accent. It's more like, oh Tom, you're not special, right? It's more like my parents somehow being like, oh don't, don't you're not. Come on, just be average, be right. normal. But your your specialty is like something much. that people don't want. I know, I know. So I don't want that to be special, but I do. I would but you love are, that to go. You away. are special. Let's start. <laughs> let's. That's a great way to you're put special. it. Well, I mean, my therapist talks about like he just today we were talking about something weird about myself. And it was like you got roaches in the in the kitchen. So if you if you turn the lights on, they all scatter, right? Sure. So if you don't turn the lights on and and do the things that you do to like scare your weird thoughts away, but instead like pick up the roach and go like, isn't this interesting? Look how sad I am. Isn't that weird? Like kind of like take the narrative out of it and just look at yourself from kind of outside of yourself and be like, it's interesting. I'm being you now that I am such a sad person a lot, and just kind of trying to look at it instead of like trying to shed it away. Mm. Just kind of look at it a little bit more well, objectively. I, I, I don't know how to do that, but I mean. Well, I tell you, this is the first time that I'm really looking at it th- as the whole deal. Is th- This year has been the first year where I've literally looked back and said, good grief. <laughs> My entire life has been filled with this. Yeah. It, and maybe there is actually no shame in taking some medication, you know, a part of my thing, there was a source of pride about like, I'm so hypersensitive that I can get so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the best, <laughs> you know, there's pride to that. And I didn't want to ruin that. You know? Wait, there was a pride of being the saddest guy? Well, not being the saddest guy, but like, it was like a special ability. Like I had this like n- n- razor's edge sensitivity kind of thing. Right. That, that like, that was part of who I am. That was part of what brought me here. Part of all my successes are attached to that. Hmm. Uh, without that, I might not have been, I don't know, motivated or hypersensitive enough. Like I'll be a bad actor now suddenly that I can't get sad. But you know, there's a common misconception and unless you're to, and for any of the sad kids out there that are contemplating this kind of stuff, Mm. unless you're on very, very heavy doses of dosages of intense, like, you know, anti-anxiety or mood, mood uh, stabilizers or something, you don't feel like a different person. Like I'm granted, I'm on a very light dose, sure. but I feel like me. The same guy. Well, that's the concern. I feel is like he, Thomas. I just get. I just dip less, right, and less severe, right. Which could, I think I've had enough time on this earth to say that I've I've whipped myself. You know, going to the cr- crusades. You know, of yeah. sadness. Yeah, I can say, yeah, put the fucking whip down. It's okay. You can just feel okay now. Yeah. Well, people think that that's where creativity lives is uh, you want a little bit of anxiety but you don't want it to be debilitating yeah i guess but to be honest i've been probably a lot more productive ever since i stopped being so sad yeah I, i'm not cured i i actually think i could probably go up a, a dose <laughs> but, uh, you caught me at a weird day though but at the same time like um yeah man i've i've just it's so much better and god i mean i'm, I'm i bet a lot of things would have changed had i done this earlier yeah Oh, God, the regret. You're like a sailor. No, no, it's not regret. No, no, no. Look, I look back on my life, and I've got a lot of great stories in there. Yeah. No, of course. I just mean like you feel weathered. I feel like I'm catching you. You just got off some sort of boat, and and the salt is still on you, and we're just like having a Cape Codder, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what this guy's just coming back from. Yeah. No, no. Hey, Pete, don't feel uncomfortable. I feel good. I feel fine. Good. Yeah, yeah. 
Totally feel fine. Good Mulaney quote. Mulaney's been coming up a lot. Is pain gets in the way. That's what it he does. Told. When I got divorced, yeah. I was like, people were like, oh, you're going to write a one-man show. I was like, I didn't write anything funny for a while. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I just wrote a yeah. lot of stuff about closing the blinds and jerking off too much. <laughs> Sad. Oh, yeah, you're right there. Uh, yeah. Not anymore. No, no. I like Look, when I, when, I, uh, when I broke up with the girl. Recent girl. W- yeah, the recent girl. I, is, I liked your girlfriend. You liked your girlfriend, too. I loved her. I still love her. I mean, I think about her every single day. Ugh. It's it was the real deal. It was four years. I thought we were gonna get married. Everything reminds me of her. (laughs) I think of some things that I'm like, this is good. But even then, I it's still in the phase of like, I don't really know what happened or if that was good. Mm. Trouble is, you know, she's dating someone. Started dating someone weeks after. There's not something I can do. It always sucks the weeks after. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was a bit taken aback by that. I was like, really? Okay, sure, fair enough. Yep. Uh, thanks to Facebook, we can we can really stalk we can really stalk it mm-hmm. and be like, really had to block it all. Had to block all that stuff because I uh, I ooh, mm. if you thought if you thought me in New York was sad, you I mean you hadn't seen it. Hmm. Like I fell out after the of, breakup out of space and time into a world of madness. I actually thought I was losing my mind, which was really crazy. What like, did that feel like? It felt like you you know the scene Labyrinth. Where she goes in that tunnel in the tube of hands that just came up on the Zach Sherwin episode. Yeah, it Weird. felt like that, and then and then the hands going she chose down, and then you're like fuck, and you can't <laughs> grab hold of the hands, uh-huh. you're just falling. I have a video of myself speaking to to my ex girlfriend, being like, take me back, take me back. I am hysterically crying. It is one of the most tough things to watch. I kept it. Only because, like, oh, this will be weird. I mean, at one, ten years from now, I'll, like, open this up and be like, look at what a crazy time that was. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd li- I've been broken up about girls before, but that was, that was crazy. And I feel normal now, but still kind of, like, reminiscent. But, like, at one point it clicked. I was, like, speaking to myself, like, this can't continue. This can't continue. Right. And the next day I kind of woke up being like, okay, it can't. Therefore, I will do this it's weird how epiphanies happen therapy and medication you mean well yeah therapy medication and epiphanies there's i think there's like especially getting over sadness there's like a mind switch and it literally can happen overnight combined with some other it's all all hindsight it's time time distance an epiphany uh but anyhow uh yeah it's interesting the urge to to film yourself i I remember when i was in college i found i borrowed a movie from a girl and at the end of the movie was just a videotape of her crying and talking about how sad she was. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, that's a huge betrayal that we all gathered around and watched it. Yeah. Uh, we were a bunch of douchebags. Well, well, but look, I mean, I didn't... we didn't have a screening. We just, a, co- <laughs> a couple choice guys watched this Come poor girl. Come the screening of Cynthia's Meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> $5 a head. Yeah. <laughs> that would be if it was, like, Saved by the Bell, the college years. And then <laughs> I'd learn a profound lesson about betraying Jesse in that way. Oh, yeah. But uh, then we gave it back to her and she was like did you watch the and we're like oh. no no oh, what are you talking thing. about yeah poor thing poor. well i did what I is mean, that urge that you you're so uh, alone I you did, live well, alone no i know uh now i do but i didn't record, oh god this is the saddest podcast <laughs> i didn't record it for me i recorded it to send to her and i uh, i did because she wouldn't you know she wouldn't talk to me she wouldn't uh-huh. respond to anything and she still doesn't i mean she's still mad like sure i get it it's fine. We shouldn't be talking. Sure. If we're to get over this, we should not speak. But um, I did it with the intent of just somehow like getting her attention because she just would treat me with, with meanness, which is fair and understandable. I, you know, I can't say I don't deserve it. But 
Uh, she's got it. Who knows if she's showed it to people. Oh, God. She had a screening. She had a private screening. A bunch of uh, college freshmen came and just were like, <laughs> emotions. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's if she watched it. She's going she's gonna to have to watch it. Yeah, she I, had watched She She watched it. How uh, do you know? Because she said, she said she did. Oh. She emailed me. It's like, oh, that's interesting that you had all these you know, thoughts. I mean, she said it was like almost good to hear, but uh, in the end, it didn't make any difference. Um, wait, before we get into this, though, I want to own up on my end of our friendship. We could, I, I have, on. I have like five more points. That'll just be the, the flag staff of staff of the episode. I, I, I won't forget to bring those things up, but please let's take a little break from this crushing sadness and bring up our friendship. Well, because, uh, <laughs> and I mean that let, let's, oh, let's God. diversify because I, we, I feel I'm picturing you and your girl. And it makes me sad. makes me sad. Well, I, at one point we got to figure out what, what, what's fun we can talk about. Cause I don't want this to be like the saddest podcast. It's okay. I Is really it? feel like it's okay. I mean, we're making it weird, but even now, like when we're saying, oh, let's make it weird, other podcasts have been like, ha ha, we're making it weird. Yeah, but they're and not, this one's like, they're not weird enough. And, and, and weird. people, it's funny, people like the laughs, and I can't speak for everybody. I'm just going to speak for me. I like the laughs. I, love I like, the And laughs. I remember the laughs, but I often remember. It's the stories like Sean Patton's Unrequited Love, Zach Kreger's oh, yeah. Unrequited Love. These are the stories that stick out to me. The sure. people are talking about the one that got away and, and uh, yeah. fucking uh, Nate Craig in his panic room that he went in. and It's that sort of stuff, okay. that weird, bizarre stuff. So, yeah, did I think we were going to open up this episode with Pizza Jammers? Probably. Pizza Jammers. Am I un- upset that we didn't? We, d- we did the Melvin song. We did do the Melvin song. We had a lot of songs. That's what so makes me sad. Songs. It's well, making here. me think of that Kings of Leon song where he the, goes, uh, making up songs. There's some line he has about like an, a girlfriend that he had. Uh, we were so free, happy, alone, making up songs. Singing, uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's something about you know was, making music with people oh, that is just kind of like oh, yeah. bearing your heart a little bit. Oh, God. Melvin, or, Melvin, or coming two up chums. With, or coming up with shared lexicon and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, to just very, again, touch on the relationship thing. Like I used to say to, to my ex being like, oh, like in the courting phase, like we were magical. Like we're, 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 um, we're wizards in a sea of muggles and everybody mm. else doesn't have the unicorns underneath their skin like we do mm. like we're magical mm-hmm. and I rem- and I, I guess I had told Ricky Lindholm when she was dating the guy that ended up breaking her heart that I was like you should go for love come on there's unicorns you need unicorns under your skin and she kind of kind of tossed that back at me on her pocket and I was like instantly like you know like oh, oh man yeah. I said that to Andre suck the, suck the air out of you and I'm the jack off that didn't really believe it in the end you rode your unicorn to forbidden pastures yeah yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry well, I'm trying weird. to make it light but I'm well, no, it's weird. like look it's you know what the weirdest thing about it is it's just is I mean, that I have breakup written on this paper like we're gonna forget yeah yeah <laughs> sorry it's weird I, I, I really like have just dissected all that stuff the twilight months of the relationship and you know what a what was what I was going through? How much of it was me? How much of it was the combination of us? And and you know like I don't know, just a, some stupid man wandering eye, like just being a dude, and be like, mm. oh, I want to, but it's always grass is greener. Because when you're in a relationship, you think that the only thing preventing you from having sex with every girl in the world is just asking them. Yeah. 
you, you suddenly think, have this confidence of like, I could walk, I could be on the bus and be like, what's up? Let's have sex today. Right. And they'll be like, yeah, of course. Right. But Wait, then, you don't have a girlfriend, do you? Yeah. Uh, oh, but I do. And Forget the, it. The, but no. Even but though like, I'm the kind you, of girl that has bus sex, <laughs> I honor pretend covenants. Yeah, no, but you, you think you have so much swagger because you're in this relationship and the and this girl is this weight that's keeping you from this playboy lifestyle. Yeah. It, uh, and it's so funny because as soon as you're single, you're just like, I'm lonely. It's actually really intimidating to talk to girls. Any girl, most girls are not interesting. No, no let's say, that's, that's, no, let's To re- you, yeah. Yeah. They're interesting to somebody. Most people of the opposite sex romantically are usually not interesting. Otherwise, we'd all be falling in love with everyone. And the people that you do end up liking are probably not into it. And it's just like, it's a weird, tough world. And it's not like how you thought it was when you were with someone. Right. It's an interesting eye-opening experience, and you just hope that you can remember these life lessons for the next time. Yeah, sure. And they don't get forgotten. But you did – someone did say yes on the bus, not to full-on intercourse. Yeah. (laughs) But something something happened. Yeah. But let me ownership up to my my friendship. We'll get back to that. Bus sex. Here's (laughs) – Don't worry. (laughs) This is more – and however it may sound, I'm going to word this so it sounds accurate. But however, uh, this is more a comment on my insecurity than anything else. Sure. If you think about this. This happened a couple of times. Because you and I, we would be doing the songs and we'd be doing voices and impressions. I and, think I know where you're going. And all these things, all these bits and yep, stuff like that. a lot of bits. And some of them were characters created in the moment. Some of them were characters that either one of us had come into and then we're both like, yeah, you know, like doing it, right? Yep. And it had, cap- it had happened a couple of times where I'd be doing a voice or a bit and someone would be like, oh, you've been hanging out with Pete Holmes too much. Or like, that's Pete Holmes' bit. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's right. mine. And for, and that's hard for someone like me to take because I don't do stand-up and craft jokes. I, like, I just am right. a weird dude. Like, in terms of the world of comedy, like outside of acting and my dreams of being that, mm-hmm. it's like in terms of the world of comedy, like I do improv and I'm a weird guy and I hope that I'm just like a strange dude. And here come these stand-ups who are mining and collecting. Yes. So if we are riffing, I remember this, I would be like, can I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That happened a couple times. Yeah. And you know, it's just, and you know, it's just, and it's sometimes just I, weird. I, did I, did I ever not ask? Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't I say. remember that started to happen and I remember once, once a friendship or a relationship starts bleeding into comedy in a bad way. Yeah. It's like the honeymoon phase. At first I was like, Thomas and I are like musy to each other and we'll always come up with stuff. But then I remember uh, uh, Axagon, the video that I did with the Schwarzenegger thing, yeah. is something that you and I did together. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then I asked you if it was okay if I did that. And I could tell you were like, I, I guess. But then I, in my mind, I was like, or we could just let it die, like go away forever. Yeah, definitely. But it's also like... Uh, and I don't say that, you know, I, I'm, uh, go, I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, look, and, and the thing is, is like that can happen, especially it's like, you know, you, you do a stand-up sh- show and you do this bit. And then, uh, you know, I get cast in some web short and I do the same bit. Right. A handful of people are going to draw the connections. And of those handful, a handful of people are going to be like, um, wait, someone stole something. And, th- and then a larger handful will be like, oh, they probably know each other. And most people won't even make the connection. Uh, most, most, most people won't make so, the connection. But the thing is, uh, no, I mean, that, that particular thing, I was like, well, if you're going to use thing? the accent, be gone. If I was like, I mean, I understand the premise of that show, of, of that sketch and what it ended up being. But it was like, if you're going to use the shared bit, I mean, like... <laughs> 
Let's do. Let's both do it. <laughs> that was yeah. my. That was my perturbance. Of you know. That. You, okay, and I remember you not being happy with that. So that that was one of those things where I was like, "Here's cold comedy, Pete," and I'm not proud of him, but he's very weird. <laughs> yeah. Cold comedy, Pete, runs into the problem of I riffed a bit with you. Yeah. We riffed it together. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to make that into a video. I'm going to do that as a video. I'm going to write it up and I want to do it as a video. And then I remember that upsetting you. And then I was like, well, fuck this guy. That's what I felt. Because when I went and saw your one man show, you did There Will Be Blood and you did voices that we also worked on together. Yeah. Okay. Which is fine. But I also didn't say I had a problem with that. You know what I mean? I was like, I I guess I let it go. I don't know if that's a better thing. Oh, interesting. I remember starting to feel it happening the other way. Because when I saw your one-person show, I was like, a lot of these things are things that we kind of did together or like came up with in the same room or whatever. And that's why I was like, this is too complicated, so we should stop hanging out. Yeah. That was one of those things. That's what I thought, too. Is that right? And it's like, it's such a bummer. It is a bummer. I mean, it's like, I wish I could just, uh, I I should... Well, I think maybe now I could, but like, God, it would be nice to just let that go and like, right, get back to hanging out and coming up with songs and being yeah. stupid. Yeah, but that's the honeymoon phase, and then the reality is we start weird? polluting God, each other's so lives lame. and like uh, pizza jammers or whatever. I mean, like, I don't think I ever said pizza jam, but there were bits of yours that I wanted to do and did do and got life laughs, and it starts there. Yeah, and then we start doing these things on stage, bleeding in. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's it just def- weird. I, t- I tell you, only because, like, look, uh, I think I will not be the first person to say that you you you're like a large energy, like in the yeah, room, sure. you're you're the you're, you're a large, so your energy can take over mine. So <laughs> if we're both doing the same bits, yours will win, and it will. It will, if do it enough time over the same, you know, it will be your bit. Right. Even if it's shared. Like a comedy bully. (laughs) Even if I brought it in and we both uh, snowballed on it. Like I took your sandwich. You took my sandwich. I never felt like I was taking your sandwich. I feel like, you know, I don't. I don't see that's the thing. It was never intentional. I don't, I've never thought that you're like doing it. Because I can look back and see, I can sit back and see what it is. Right. As I say, it's more my insecurities. I'm like, well, I. What do I do? Like it was more like self-preservation. It's like, uh, well, that yeah, from, I'm losing my bits. I I, I gotta. I, I and stop. I and I, you know, felt like I was losing bits as well, and also was getting into that vague area where I was like, but ownership is he right? Like, yeah, is, is yeah. does he have a point? And and then I have this ego that's like, fuck him, man. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I asked him, he's gonna be mad at me. You yeah. know, this that ego. There's yeah. a fucking King Ralph is inside my head, and he's eating ham, mm-hmm. and he's covered in juices, <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, get him out of here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like it was so complicated, Mm. my brain couldn't deal with it. So that was a big part of our breakup, Mm -hmm. our our bro breakup, (laughs) our broke up, (laughs) our broke up. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad you felt the same way. At least that was a thing. Yeah, definitely. No, hearing 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 the uh, both sides of coin is is actually more validating than anything else. Sure, but also just kind of like, oh man. I, I in the twelve conversations that I've had this already. That didn't make sense. But I know I think you mean you, you're you, rehearsing. Yeah, the... my rehearsing of this conversation, I've gotten to the point of like, okay, so we've aired our grievances and we'd both be like, yeah, okay, we recognize them. But I still don't know how to be like, okay, let's just start hanging out again right. because what we're... if I'm not, what if I'm still petty? What if, and what if I, yeah, what if I, what if we just do the same thing? 
We're two like fire hoses shooting comedy. Or actually, I should just <laughs> you, you shoot my, more comedy. <laughs> my spring, my spring and sponge thing. We're both springs. We're both generating uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. But then we also have this. this uh, every time I think about this, I think about Joe Manny making fun of me for this analogy. We're also sponges. We pick up things from our friends and true. working together. We were like insatiable. It's it's like in a relationship when you start and you can't stop fucking. We couldn't stop performing. We together. couldn't stop fucking. Comedically. Yeah, we couldn't stop comedy fucking. And we'd do all this sort of stuff. And, like, you're right. The kind of, like, the dwarf of the comedy world is the stand-up. Yeah. And you're the, you're the elf. You know what I mean? You're nimbly and you're, uh, and you're doing stuff. And, and, and then I'm kind of there. And, again, I don't like being the dwarf. But I'm like, I could take that back to Moria and it would uh, work during the check spot. <laughs> but you, ha- you, have, I, <laughs> you have, I mean, uh, I mean a mi- you have a million more... You have a million more uh, people willing to wanting to hear you and listen. I, it, I would say the this stand up, especially when you're concerned in relation to me, it's more of a, a giant. Oh, okay. I'll be a. I appreciate that. I like, giant, I like being at least I'm a giant dwarf. I'm a halfling. If no. we're going gi- Dungeons and Dragons, if we're going AD and D, I'm a. <laughs> I, I if we're just going generic fantasy, uh, I'm a wood dwarf. I don't know. <laughs> or a, a wood gnome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have the attention span for those games. I have AD&D. Mm. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you another weird part of our breakup? That, that, that's yeah, a great one. That is a great one. I think anybody, anybody in a creative field, the amount of theft involved, essence theft, uh, general theft, vague theft, nuanced yeah. theft Interesting. is huge. Essence theft, I like that. And I would just, I'd just like to stare it in the face. Yeah. I, I've, I've confessed many times to uh, TJ being an influence of mine. Uh, yeah. The way that we talk, the way that we even sometimes move. I'm not, I, I've tried to curb it. I went through a phase where I think I was doing it more, but like we were hanging out constantly. We yeah. were in our Tommy and uh, Pete phase, and then we started bleeding into each other. Yeah. And that started to cause a little tension with he and I, I yeah. think. Uh, well, you know what's weird is because when you're kids, or when you, even when you're younger, you change, and, and comedy isn't your job, yeah. it doesn't, you don't bat Who an cares? eye. You want that to happen right. because it's like there's someone to do bits with me. But then it's like when it suddenly becomes, it becomes in a, a weird commodity. way monetized. Yeah. yeah, then it's like one of us could sell this. Yeah, you say something, my A D and D. Yeah, you think, <laughs> and that's a T-shirt. I mean, you think, and now you have five hundred dollars. It's because you, you see it though. I mean, like now, granted, Je- like for example, like Jeff Foxworthy has more than this. I I don't I I. He's not my. He's not my. He's not my gold standard mm. by any means. But you know his whole like, if you, you might be a redneck right. or whatever. I mean that's, that's just billions that's just of a, dollars. That's a billions of dollars. And who, was thing. was Larry the Cable Guy in the RV when he was like, you might be a hick. Yeah. I don't know, Jeff. Redneck sounds better. Yeah. Okay. And then he does that, and then he has a billion dollars, and Larry's kind of like, hey, I could use some sleeves for this shirt. Wish I had some of that money. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's like, he, but he wouldn't say I could use some sleeves. He was like, I'd, I could use some sleeves. It's <laughs> a that, character. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that old. There's yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah, that old the video. Yeah. And then he was like, and then, but Jeff repaid the favor. He was like, I don't think you should be Larry the Antenna Fixer. <laughs> he was like, we might be onto something. So if it's mutual, uh, yeah, there's this bartering in this currency exchange. If I'm feeling like. You're ripping me off as much as I'm ripping you off. And then it's an uncomfortable thing. Even discussing it right now makes me feel kind of sick to my stomach, and I don't like it. I don't like looking too closely into the vaults where these ideas are because some of them, maybe it's some fucking guy – 
I saw on the bus yeah, and yeah. the way he was talking, and then I rip off an impression but that's the from thing. him or whatever. But as a stand-up, you have to do that because that's your thing. Like you, you, you observe, you take in, and you craft. You craft a, yeah. a joke around it. Yeah, it, you are your personality. You are you, or an extension of you, yes. on stage, being like, "This is what I saw today. This is what I experienced." And you it's were a slight, big part of my life. Yeah, and it's slightly different. Only in the sense for for uh, for like I mean I don't do stand up any I dabbled in it and didn't do well uh, you know I write but you know scripts for all intents and purposes my live comedy just extends to character bits on weirdo nights and then just a ton of improv right and so hey it's Thomas Metal Dish when's your weirdo night uh, when's your local weirdo night <laughs> 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 I can just get up there and do a very uh, Andy Kaufman style bit and no one will laugh uh, yeah, yeah, except yeah. for the two people that know what I'm talking about <laughs> uh, no but uh, uh, weirdo night <laughs> <laughs> no but so for improv it's sort of just like even if you are taking bits and sharing stuff it'll go and exist and then be done like right. it'll, it'll you're evaporate. supposed to share so it's so it's like it's it's less anxiety like i mean look i have plenty of improviser friends that are all super funny we all do shared bits and there's there's all kinds of like generation and stuff but i'm not terribly worried i mean like look if i saw it in a if i saw like a bit i did or felt that i did because who knows maybe it's not even my bit right in someone else's you know thing that's now concretified and and I'm, not to make it weird, but like on the internet or something, mm-hmm. it would be like eh, eh, you want to like throw a, fl- a flag on the field. Yeah, of course you do. It's I get weird, that. man. It's it's tough because it, we're we're the the best, and and it's like to not be able to hang out. Oh, it's like and it, be the best. It's like we're not allowed to be we're together. Wow, it's, it's like, like what's going Capulets on? Capulets and uh, Montagues. Yeah, uh, Montagues. Uh But then, like, look at Kumail and I. Kumail texted me recently. He was like, "Hey, do you still do that bit? I did it on Attack of the Show." And I was like, oh. "Yeah, I do that bit. I didn't. My blood pressure didn't increase at all. I was like, "Yeah, I do that bit." And uh, he's like, oh, "Okay." Like, it was just like, Interesting. and I'm not trying, Kumail is not a thief at all. No, no, no. He said something that I say, and he checked it with me. There are lines, and I've said this before, there are lines in his act that are things that I said, and there are lines, like, without asking. Because, but this, this is very clear. I'm not trying to give stand-ups who listen to the show a green light to steal, but when Kumail and I have been friends for over a decade, uh, we'll tell each other after the fact. I'll be like, you know that part where I say that? That's totally you. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he'll do it, and I'll be like, that's totally me. And he's like, I know. Yeah. It's totally working, too. Thanks. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that's a special relationship. That's, yeah. that's probably why Kumail and I were, stayed friends through it. But also, I mean, there's, I mean, with, when you're slinging, uh, and, you know, don't you know, catch me if I'm saying this incorrectly, but if you're slinging jokes... And you're mm-hmm. crafting jokes and slinging and trading. There's a, a, it's different. I mean, I just don't. I can't go up and do. You have that. more to lose. I have way more to lose. You have way more to lose because it's just it just becomes in my bag of experience that at one point I will bring on stage and it will come and go and evaporate because you can't really use. I mean, look, I have go-to voices and characters and stuff. I always right. will, but you can't reuse the same scenario and scene and everything in improv, even if you remember to do it, because you'd feel weird and right. it wouldn't be improv and everyone would t- be able to tell it's a, and know. it's not why you like doing improv is right. to recycle right the bits and look i mean <laughs> it sounds like a like it sounds like uh, this is like a pathetic sort of I- improv it's like oh you poor thing like uh uh it's, it, it sounds inferior or some weird way to, but but if you were like a, a, a musician at all. and you played jazz 
and I played pop music. Yeah, yeah. And like you and I would jam all the time. Real nice jam sesh. Yeah, really good jam sesh. I <laughs> hey love... guys, good jam sesh. Thanks. I wish you wouldn't call it a jam sesh. Though. Hey, uh, I'm a dad. I can call it whatever <laughs> I want. And I really wish you wouldn't bring up your kids every time. <laughs> Eight kids, love them all. And I also have six kids, but I really would just like to get that out of my fucking Sorry, mind. Sorry, Pete. Two more. It. Two more kids. Love them, and I love them. All right, let's look at the song. This song you wrote is called "I Have Two More Kids." Can you <laughs> two, three, four? I got two more kids. No, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's like old improv. lovers, just kind of like we just like kissed. That was like a kiss. Oh, god. That was weird. I'm sorry to keep making it sexual. No, but no. I'm a pop. Musician. I smiled so hard I lost hearing. <laughs> That, I don't know if that can happen. My that jaw, happens. My jaw muscle tensed so much it went. It went like. All right. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. But uh, you, you're a jazz musician, so you do a lot of solos and you have these little melodies that you weave in and stuff. Yes. Your little signature things. Like I know what a Ray Brown uh, bass solo. Oh sounds yeah, yeah, like, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So then you start playing with me and we're jamming, we're jam session, the two kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I start writing these pop songs, which I've been doing the whole time. Love pop. And that's why we started being friends. Is we respected each other's work. But then like you sure. start hearing these little licks in these there jazz, that yeah. you're like what the f- you can't you can't it- quite but you have more to lose because now you do a lick and it's and i and like you were saying i'm going with your analogy that i have a wider audience sure, than you. Yeah. okay people good. are like oh that's from a matchbox 20 song like you just yeah. you just it's went the like vanilla ice thing boo, boo, that ding, boo, boo. i'm it's doing ding, 3 a.m it's the ding 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 yes. ding ding everyone's yeah. like i love ice ice baby it's like no that's a queen song right exactly queen's david j- bowie queen's hardly jazz oh yeah queen and matter. david bowie together together forever for one night only <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's what happened. And as the improvising musician, you have so much more to lose. And then I get to sit in my comfy room with my Grammy going like, yeah, you were just wasting that shit. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. I'm not proud of it. But in a way, I mean, look, in a way, it, it kind of is wasting it because, I mean, at UCB, what, like 150 people see that one bit? Well, that's why ever. it's harder to monetize the improviser. The improviser will become an actor. Or yeah. a writer. Yeah. It's hard to get an improviser. Like, w- the best improvisers we know are, are become actors, become, yeah. like, scripted actors, actors, actors yeah. or become writers, mm-hmm. uh, which which isn't bad. It's just there's not too many people touring doing improv. And if they are, they're probably doing Who's Line style, yeah. you know, in theaters for Blue Hairs. Where it's, uh, <laughs> Blue Can Hairs? I get a suggestion? Insure! <laughs> Prunes! Walkers with tennis balls! Gildo! Stan! Filthy There's always stand. one guy, always one guy, no matter the age group. <laughs> <Ew, no. laughs> I've been going to shows yelling dildo since you were in short pants. The guy, biggest improv fan ever. Uh, but but it's interesting because <laughs> look, I mean, I think back. Uh, I I, I uh, it was in, there was a little there was a brief moment at the beginning of. <laughs> Ricky Mahomes podcast where she was like Thomas Middleditch actor writer uh, comedian can I say that and I was like yeah you can say that comedian yeah. doesn't mean stand up com- com- comic right comic <laughs> uh, you know because that would exclude a million uh, not a million but like I anyone from Charlie Chaplin to Will Ferrell I mean I guess maybe he does stand up but I just don't know about it I don't think he does so so I, I got into comedy I mean through things like Monty Python and Kids in the Hall and then like more honed and matured stuff of like the Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant duo stuff mm-hmm. of comedic acting, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Peter Sellers stuff. I mean, Peter Sellers, the party is like one of my favorite things. I love it. And mm-hmm. it's just, just this man in this weird party and it's all, it's acting and improv and stuff like that. 
So the the uh, the crafting of jokes and the commodity of that stuff it's not something that I was like that's that's, that's my calling whereas mm-hmm. like you know I've listened to a lot of the stand-ups here on the show it seems like oh they stay I remember when I saw Chris Rock for the first time and it's mm-hmm. like okay I mean I don't have that I don't have that's not my epiphany you don't have the click moment I don't have that well I do but ju- in another sense it right. wasn't like I gotta go to clubs and get up on this open mic it was like okay cool I'm gonna get like a sketch group together and we're gonna mm-hmm. like be a team mm-hmm you're going to get the band together. You're going to form the X-Men. The X-Men, the comedy X-Men. Yeah. So there's just a slightly different mentality to it, a slightly different sort of like uh I don't know. It's just like a it's a more it's a more essence. It's weird. I it, I randomly listened to the like the first one that you had with TJ Miller and he talks about sort of like it's just like a certain weirdness that you have and if it gets sort of like put into a joke and taken away it's like that's my weirdness. Where where you um, you know. No, what do you mean by that? I'm sorry. Uh, if it's a bit like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll take it even out of the idea of like, we're all riffing and we're doing a thing. Sure. Say someone just does a bit all the time. Like TJ does, well, used to do Chris or dad or whatever, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the things. I started, we, I, we I know we both, because yeah. he says it so much, he does it so I, Whatever much. TJ was saying at the time, I, he used to say, we'll smoke weed on it. I don't remember what that meant. Smoke weed on it, smoke dick like, on it. Yeah, we'll smoke and, weed on it. All right, Dad. Yeah. yeah. And, and TJ will bust my balls all the time because I have Chris getting the Prius. I have Pierce yeah. get beers. Okay, that's the first one. That's something I did in high school. So that's me. That's, yeah. that's spring. Sponge is a little bit, Chris getting the Prius, Chris. Like that's a TJ way of saying that joke. I admit that. Yeah. So he'll see me do it live. I've never hidden it from him. And he'll be like, where'd you get that Chris thing? And I'm like, I know I'm the fucking worst. And again, that's a decade of friendship yeah, but at th- work. And, then, and, and, and granted, you know, TJ does um, stand up. But Chris, I mean, Chris isn't so much in his act. I mean, maybe as like a... No, it was a life thing. It's, it's a, a life, life bit, you know? And, you know, these are all just weird things. <laughs> no, sponging life bits is what we're talking about. But, 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 but point concluded, good grief, I'd love to get to a point where it's like, it's not, a, it's not, no but one's it, going to get anxious. You know what I think would help? Mm. If I got <laughs> famous rich. and rich and famous, yeah. I had a job, you know, like right now I just did this pilot for the, for this office spinoff called The Farm. If that oh, were, that's right with Dwight. Say that goes to series. Say, uh, you know, that's a thing and I can walk around with this knowledge and security and yes. stuff. It would matter a lot less. Right. Exactly. But because I'm still in this weird transitional period, and like, uh, you know, uh, Ricky said it too. She's like, I feel like you have a lot going on. I was like, I'm aware of that. But what's tangible is so nothing. It's all nothing. Like, I have, a, I have like, it's something. I have like um, the, 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 the buzz and the heat, but with no thing. Right. It's an interesting time in your life. It is an interesting time. And I feel like month, it's been like that for a while. I'm like, we could when put this podcast fuck? out, and then in a month, your numbers could really spike. Yeah, that you know, IMDb people, spike. Well, people go back and listen to this episode because then they'll more yeah. people will know who you are. Interesting. But that does calm us down. Now, like Kumail and I and TJ and I caring less about sponging each other, <laughs> sponge bathing each other, <laughs> is because like Kumail is calling me from hosting Attack of the Show. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. Yeah. And he's calling me and I don't know what I'm doing, but we're, we're okay. We well, got, none you of got us, that show. None of us are rich and famous. What show? The show. Did it? Did you get a response to the TBS? Show? Oh no, we haven't heard yet. Okay. Well. So. Ah. <laughs> to, to quote David Angelo, folks. <laughs> Jesus, folks, folks. You seen this? And then bending, oh. bending down like Elvis. I got. I got. Learned a really great uh, skateboard trick the other day, folks. <laughs> I was on my board. I got up. Threw it away and did something with my life. Folks, <laughs> it's a David Angelo joke. Uh, I just wanted to do it. Jeez, jeez. 
You see this? Yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, weirdly enough. See, if like, one of us said folks over the line, you know what I mean? Well, he I didn't s- make up folks. But his Jesus. his. His, his his sort of Jesus fucks yeah and his love for puns and all that stuff is I mean to me is David Angel I of know course. he's not the first hey not I'm not here punster. to say folks I'm not here trying to <laughs> like, say I'm folks I'm not gonna folks it up over here <laughs> yeah yeah that's Angelo but weirdly enough though I will say this he I still hang out with him you're still chums yeah and but I uh, and I do folks around him and I do I do folks I around do folks other people but I I mean, I usually go, folks, folks, and then whenever that bit's done, be like, God, there's this guy, David Angelo, does sure. this folks You know what's bit. funny is there's a, there's a bit that I've done for years that is something that you and I did, which is the Native American mm-hmm. stand-up. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. And I don't know if I do it the same as you. I always go, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm drinking a Corona tonight. It's, uh, oh, no, I fucked it up. I'm drinking a fire water. I'm kidding. It's a Corona, you guys. Take yeah, it easy. Take like it it's easy. the guy who has no, he's no he's not Native American at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he uh, he he knows that he can play it up. Yeah, that's the thing that you did. But I did. I I did, and I did, that and that's that's. I don't that, know. The that's game like, was that the to same. me is like the big. That was the big example of someone saying like, "Oh, you're doing Pete's Native American bit." And oh, not only right. not only was that my bit that I that I did. You in did your on present, stage. Yeah, I did in your presence, and we spitballed. Yeah. I've been doing that bits. And I've been doing that character and that voice, right? Not necessarily in the context of uh, he's a stand-up comedian. Since I was a kid, you know, right. I was raised in rural British Columbia, and there are Native Americans around there, right? Not a ton, but a few. Um, not many. Not many left, eh? No. <laughs> uh, and uh, and that was like a weird thing, you know. Uh, I give thanks for the buffalo. I'm fucking with you. It's poutine. <laughs> poutine. <laughs> yeah. Come on. on, come on, guys. Let's get into it. Get it? Let's get into it. All right, guys. <laughs> I had after a do after doing that bit one of the first times. I did that. I did like the actual sort of r- routine of like Larry Dynamite, uh, Native action action comedy juggler. <laughs> I, a lady came up who was Native American. And was like, "Oh wow, what tribe are you?" And I was, I thought she was being like she was gonna call me out on it. Like, yeah, like I was if I was gonna answer, she'd be like, "Cause you're not," and that's very offensive to me. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, "Oh, I'm not part of. I'm not. I'm just a fucking white dude." And she was like, "Oh wow, you had me fooled." Really? I fooled her. I nah. tricked her. And I, because at the end of it, I was doing fake native, like, <laughs> 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 She got it, got <laughs> The great wolf comes out and he talks to the turtle, you know, all this shit. Yeah. There's all a- that fucking shit. <laughs> like, like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm secretly so mad at Well, so we've, we've covered intellectual property and that sort of stuff and that vagueness. And IP. I understand that. IP, baby. IP, IP address. IP. See you later. <laughs> IP address. Not- 0.1.08. <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> I'm done. You know what is another weird one was uh, there were professional choices that you made that that offended me. And I was like, I, I can't know be what you're with- talking about. Yeah, I can't be with a guy that's that's letting his management, in my opinion, make you make bad choices and i was like yeah. and i don't want to shit on your manager she's a lovely lady but i was like uh i was like this isn't for me i need to be around people yeah that i support their choices believe you me the one that you're talking about it it gets it gets cited when when we have disagreements is that right yeah it's that that that's one thing that i'm like you know i don't know if you maybe you have representation if they drop the ball once you're like see you later 
um, my manager and I get along so well on so many different levels. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, it's great to be literally, you know, in the, in the top, whatever of someone's list and to sure. have that kind of like motivation behind you. It's actually really inspiring. So, you know, some things, I have two things that that were muddled in in our in our relationship, and you know, like it's it's learning. Yeah, you don't I, I, I don't want to. Nec- what am I going to go to? You know, some big. I have I have a big agencies and big agents, and uh, I don't need I don't need to be like calling a manager to make sure they know I'm alive. Uh, my manager right now and I have like a, a good thing, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it still burns me. I managed to do a bit on that. We can, can, on that show, why are we tiptoeing around? Ugly we, we can but I don't want to, you know, like let's not get too crazy. But the, an, the animation, <laughs> Ugly Americans, is what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. I came in and you, you and I were doing these parts, and then it actually worked out in my favor. They were like, "And you're doing these parts because Thomas at midnight last night called Comedy Central or your manager." And, and but the deal was 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 rough, and like it was not only my manager but my agent and and lawyer, all all of them Everybody. saying no sure, I because understand. because to them it was. The language was so constrictive, and all they wanted was it to just be a little bit less, and Comedy Central just was like, no. And so for the amount of money that was involved, which wasn't a lot, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it ended up being uh, incredible. But like, I, 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 I believe me, I would have loved to do that show. I yeah. wanted to do that show. Yeah. But I had, I had like four people telling me, Thomas, sure. you shouldn't do it. This is if one of the, this If is you one don't of know your shit, and if you're yeah. not like that confident person that has all that success at right. that point, you're going to be like, okay, guys, well, you guys know what you're talking about. Well, they could have been right. You know what I mean? They could have been right. Like, it yeah. could have gone the other way, and then I did the show, and then I had that non-compete clause or whatever it is, first yeah. look, and I couldn't leave to do something else. But my manager was like, you know, who cares? There's a, a pretty standard contract. Just do it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was just so much more relaxed. I know. I know. And I get it. But this is another one of those ones that I'm not proud of. But it's part of it's part of the anatomy of the breakup. I was like, yeah. and here's another one. You want to get really me, weird? I, I'm more mad about it. Sure. I, I bet you are. I mean, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, like, I hear that you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, like, thought that you are. I now know that you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a weird one. This one's kind of bizarre. We were hanging out with your manager. <laughs> this is such an embarrassing story. And she, we were pitching the show that I uh, came to you with. Remember? Yeah. We had the show about uh, reenactors. Uh, and, I, and I was a reenactor. So the, uh, uh, me too. And you were perfect for it. And we met and you really improved it. Like, you really helped with it and stuff. But I remember feeling like I was like, but this is my idea. I started to feel like a little territorial about it. Sure, sure, sure. And then, like, we started working together. And, and, and then I remember your manager, which is fine. It's her job, was so effusive and glowing about you. And I felt like this, like, representationless dick. Uh. And I remember there was this one time where she was like, I, like, was roughhousing you. And she's like, careful, that's my retirement fund right there. And I was like... Fuck you, lady. Like, it really hurt my feelings. This is some stupid, petty shit. This is the stuff you're supposed to keep to yourself. But I remember yeah. being becoming very jealous of you that you had somebody that, like, loved you and was fighting for you. And, uh, I, I, yeah. and I was just a dick dragging along. And that was another ingredient where I was like, I, I don't know if I can keep hanging out <laughs> with this guy. Aww. Isn't that stupid? No, I mean, it's human. I don't, I don't hear that and go, oh, you dumb idiot. Yeah, hear that and go. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I've ooh, that smelled like seaweed. <laughs> I also I, don't I, think that. No, but I've seen this happen because my manager is affectionate and and loves it and can and you know says stuff like that. I mean, I've seen it happen in front of when I'm when I'm kind of like, Mom, come on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
and I, you know, it's bound to have effects like that. I because we are, that. you know, because you, everybody's insecure. We're in talking about catching you on a bad day. That was probably a very bad day for me, and like just someone like having that much faith in you, and I was like, "Fuck these two. Like, oh, both yeah. of them. And if you're going through a phase where you feel, regardless of whether it's true or not, but if you're going through a phase and you feel like you're treading water, or you're kind of like. What am I doing? Like, sure, I have these things, but what's happening? Like, if you don't, I mean, you know, people fail to realize that you spend most of your career, I mean, maybe save for being a stand-up, I mean, unemployed. You're looking for work. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel that sensation, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to be kind of like, well, weak in those moments, emotionally weak in right. those moments. A I don't blame it. I don't blame it. That's, that's fine. Well, this is why, like... I was actually... Who was I talking to? Mm, I think it was Steve Byrne. I call, I, I, you know what's funny? I called Steve Byrne and I was like, Hey, man, do you remember drunkenly telling me I could do this line? He had a line in his act that fit in another part. It's funny because about what we're talking about. Mm. But I wanted to be really above board. And I have this bit about how Pete is a really frustrating name to yell. Pete! Like, when you date some, when someone dates me, I feel bad for them because they're like, stop it, Pete. It's not a good name. <laughs> oh, if you're angry at yeah. you? And he had God this, damn it, Pete. And he had this line <laughs> about how oh, you got to upgrade it to Peter. Uh, he had this line from years ago that he, I think he only did once or twice, but I used to remember everything I saw back in those days. And I asked him, I was like, you had this joke about how Carol is the best name to yell. And that's all I wanted. Yeah. That's all I wanted. And uh, just that idea. And he said, uh, but we were drinking. He said, I, I totally could. He had no hesitation. Then I called him. And then, wow. So it's kind of funny that that conversation coincided with this. That's, this we should be open. We should be open about this. I write my own stuff, but this guy gave me this line. That's how it goes. I called him above board here's the second thing was that we were talking about waiting for pilots and his show just got picked up and I was talking about my show to get picked up Uh and I was like so what are you doing and I was like well I'm doing a lot of stand up and like I'm trying to get ready for this uh, taping and all this sort of stuff and I was like I'm so grateful that we talking to Steve have stand up because there's too much time in the day if I don't have something to focus on and work on and he was like that's why actors typically start like doing weird uh weird shit Stuff, yeah. they start doing drugs they start uh whatever uh, reckless relationships well let me say let me say that uh, like i have i have improv shows and they they you know they can last longer than a, an eight minute set or or 20 if you ignore the light <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know. know who you are tequila mockingbird <laughs> that's a standard i got that from snl <laughs> it was my favorite fake improv name oh. i've ever heard tequila uh, you know you it's actually always, it's always like monkey boners like toast farts you said one earlier that made me think of what one of my fake improv teams that i came up with myself was intense and purposes <laughs> 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 intents and purposes <laughs> for all intents and purposes Ew. it's a good team Gross. <laughs> Gross. i was on a team called run faster i was on a team called sweaty tooth man man yeah they're all, it's like well, they're all band names they're all yeah. silly yeah. they're all like comedy band names <laughs> <laughs> pizza boners yeah pizza boners okay uh, go on i uh, you do improv shows so they and they and they take they take up some time sure, but i don't have to, i don't have to write for them you know uh, and, and you don't have and, to analyze them afterwards necessarily as much. Yeah, and and I got to be honest, like I, I'm I'm thankful that I'm finally at the point where you know if I were to write a script, it would be looked at seriously. So that's something that I do now. Like I mm-hmm. do I do a lot more writing, and I keep I keep that going. But um, you know, some days you don't feel like writing, sure. And some days you wake up and you're like, okay, I only have the show, 
and you know say you're on a day where you don't have you know meetings or auditions or whatever you just have this show that's still a considerable amount of time in the day right of course so so an hour and then all the time post hanging out just hanging out which is not real work yeah and it's a lot. Of I just said today I was t- I did a little interview today and I was like, well, it's great because the podcast I have a show tonight at nine, yeah. and then uh, that's all I had today. So like without this podcast kind of breaking up the afternoon, sure. I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah, watching the town probably. Watching the town. It's actually in. Oh, I was watching Steve Martin DVDs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You got such pretty fucking hair. Wait, is that Buffalo Bill? <laughs> it's now it's now morphed into a creep. Buffalo, bu- bu- uh, wait, Buffalo Bill. Is she a big Yeah, she, he's got <laughs> he's got a little bit more. Oh yeah. in his voice. No, but that voice is. You just mean like, that? You, 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 woman? you look so you look so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in you're in line you're in line for <laughs> you splash, bear- splash Mountain. Yeah, and he's like, you got a pretty back. Because <laughs> you've and got you, an open dress. Yeah, and you barely hear it. Yeah. You got a pretty bad. You got a nice See, this bear. is happening. It's you happening. see me tonight? You're going to do it. You know, you stage. got that creepy guy in line that's just like, <laughs> you got a. Well, guys that riff, if you're shoveling coal into the riff, guys cauldron, that rift end up in the drift. <laughs> said Drifting it for 10 years. all over everyone else's shit. <laughs> it's true. Then the easiest thing to do is to break up. Let's talk. Can, so we, fini- can we finish up your breakup story? It's so sad. Yeah, but what do you want to know? That's the thing. I mean, what? I really want to know what went what went sideways. Yeah. So, how long are you dating? I have to be diplomatic about it because I it, you know, like uh, people we know might listen to this, and you know, they're all affected. And I don't want to. I don't want to cause her any more grief. Which one? My, the ex. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be the source of her sadness anymore. Yeah. So if I say something and it's rude or she hears it and someone tells her that I said it, it just is like, oh, man, I don't want to do that anymore. Right. She's, you know, she's been through enough. And I'm talking even before the other thing. It's like, uh, I don't know. I also think, oh, did I have this, a bugger hanging out my nose? I would have told you. Um, you know, you learn a lot of things. I didn't tell you when I thought we were bleeding into each other too much, but I told you when you had a booger, I would tell you. Thank you so much for that. Keep flight. The little things. It's the little things. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I look. I think about it so much, and I think sometimes I think so, there's some days where I think, God, I was just an idiot and going through a weird time, and and I am I was dumb. Mm-hmm. I think. You know what? The problems, the things, you know, when you first start dating with someone, you're like, oh, because no one's perfect. You're like, this person is great, except for these couple things, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Those couple things ended up being the stuff that were throughout the relationship that I yeah. had trouble with. Yeah, and uh, I guess ultimately uh, the thing it. is and, the thing. And let me be let me be absolutely clear: I am not blaming her. That was not me blaming her. Nope. That's that's a combination of two people. Well, let's just talk about that as as an idea. I, I noticed that within my marriage, for example, that yeah. she was a country mouse and I was a city mouse, and and we were like everything's fine except that. Well, that's one. <laughs> that, that's, that is I, one of them. That's a that big is thing. a big one. Mm-hmm. This one woman wants to you know frolic. With gazelles. Yeah, be out uh, in the sticks. I want to be with a prostitute named Gazelle. <laughs> Snor- snorting. Hi, Peter. <laughs> hey, Gazzy. Oh. <laughs> I love you got your- a nice mouth today. Thank you. I love your back. Oh, oh actually, turn around. I want to do a bet. 
you got a nice back. That's oh. something I wrote. Oh, cool. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's your I original com- material. I just come up with this stuff. I'm going to tweet it. Yeah, here's my bubble. <laughs> Do I, actually, could you not tweet it? Don't worry. I'll hashtag you. No, don't, actually, I'd rather you not because some people might see it and I have to be sensitive. Too late. Did it? I just got a tweet. T- uh, t- oh, hey, Thomas. Uh, do you follow Gazelle the prostitute? This is unbelievable. Here in the podcast, oh. you <laughs> fucking animal. <laughs> Full circle. Why did you fail? Full it? circle. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin the chipmunk. Hello, my I friend. Know. How are you? Melvin the chipmunk. Hello, oh, my man. friend. How are you? Melvin, Melvin. <laughs> this is like the end of a Kubrick film. <laughs> like two guys talk about how they're not friends anymore. No. Descend into madness. And oh, as no. the credits come, we go, Melvin. It's, no, but it's, uh, it's, it's like a bit that two cops, there's two, it's a buddy cop. They do, It's a bit they do. It's <laughs> cut to later on. the. It's introduced to the first little bit. Cut to later on in the movie. They shot the bad guy, but they got shut up too. It's like total lethal weapon. They're all bloody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and they're like... Melvin, <laughs> and they start singing it together. Like, yeah, as they're dying. High five as the sunset's going down, and then Creed plays. Mm. Do you take me? The boys, boys choir version of this. Great harmony. I don't have balls. Oh, you're an old man. You're an old man with no balls. Well, you know, we don't... Dildo! <laughs> Sweet callback. Hey, I'm back. Sweet CB. CB. Nice trucker radio, bro. Callback. That's what I call callbacks. Trucker radios? We will now. Nice trucker radio. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get the connection. CB radio? Callback. Oh, there he is. Callback. There he is. So... So, well, okay, the breakup is, you know, I, I don't analyze know what, it a lot. Yeah. It, 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 to... to it, you know, it's weird. You you know this um, probably in a more in a more real sense. You, I I thought this was a girl I was going to marry. You were married, mm. and it just evaporates for a million different reasons. For a, a lot to to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. The and thing is, I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I think it's a combination. And I I think there are p- parts of her, but it's you know in my position, I'm not, I can't say that. And also, I think you guys live together. Yeah, I think that. Um, I don't know if she'd ever look at it and say, you know, I did these things wrong. Because she didn't do a lot of things wrong. There's a lot of guilt to it, too. I've walked around, I've walked along with a lot of guilt because she was an amazing girlfriend. I mean, yeah. just a, just such a good person. And, you know, we were best friends. And, look, I mean, in a moment of complete and total honesty, I, I miss her and I still miss her. And I just was like, you know, think about it every day. Yeah. It's it's still a thing. It's not so panic and anxiety ridden. I have to move on because I'm forced to deal with actions. And maybe if we got back together, it would repeat itself. So well, she's with someone else. She I don't know if they love each other, but she's definitely with that with a guy, a lovely man who <laughs> decided to get in there real quick. <laughs> If that dude's listening, I don't care. Uh, Fuck you, man. You're the worst. You're a piece of he shit. He was right behind you going, you have a nice back. Literally within right weeks. Right in line. So I don't blame her because she's, you know, she, you know she's, a, she's a Volney. But, like, <laughs> this guy's a Voltour. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking prick. And he's in the whole community and just, he's a 
I don't even know him. I've never met him. He's probably a really nice guy and a yeah. decent boyfriend. Yeah. But I hate him. But there's no reason for you to think that... It, I mean, like, so it's, a mistake was made. What about... You, you think it's completely reconcilable People come back from these things. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I, I don't... I don't. How I'm, long are you together? Four years. Four years? Yeah. A little and, bump in the road. Uh, maybe. Little brandy makes that go down real smooth. Real smooth. And look, I would have <laughs> held out hope for that, but it's... It's tough when she's with someone. I'm not blaming her, but it is that makes it really tough. Yeah. Granted, it seems she, like the time when you should both be single and miserable and like... Yeah, and talking. And talking, maybe. Or maybe at least... But this guy's... Being, I mean, that's, that, that's the definition of a rebound. Yeah. Is he a basketball player? <laughs> yeah. He's eight foot and black as night. <laughs> <laughs> black as Kumail's dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys had a, a... Well, we can't talk about that, no, really. It's, no, it's not fair. But that, that was another thing was you and Kumail were doing something together. And everything that Kumail does with someone else, I'll start hating the other person. Jonah Ray and I just talked about that. Like, they host the show here at Meltdown. And I was like, fuck that. That's supposed to be me and Kumail. Oh, well, yeah. What, no, what he does this? a video game podcast, and we had a video game show in New York, and I'm kind of like, oh, man, what the hell? Yeah, it's hard. But but he and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, like how we had this conversation, we aired what was weird. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious as what he'd say, because I have my hypothesis, and I'm like, I would want to either own up to them or be like, oh, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk about that. I really would. I feel like it'd have to be here. Because <laughs> I, I would tell you my theory. Anytime people are working together... It's hard. You you said something really interesting. Is that comedy is a part of life outside of the work? Okay, yeah. It's like it's like we're surgeons, but we just casually do surgery. You see a squirrel on the street, and we just start doing surgery. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like always happening around us. Uh-huh. So like the more you bleed money and uh, respect and uh, esteem and all that different stuff, uh, friendships end. Here we are. Uh, and Kumail and you, that friendship ended. And I think that was professional. I don't think it mind me saying. I think that was probably professional we he probably felt like you guys had too many creative differences sure yeah and you know i've had i would probably own, own up to some stuff too just like how i did yeah with you you know did like, we cover everything in mind in with but, but yeah with you us? and i yeah I, I said what i wanted to say you know sorry for my insecurities and uh but at this yeah yeah i mean i, I yeah and i'm i'm sorry about the the bleeding over the bleeding over it's weird though like we've identified the problem but i don't know how to stop it yeah, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> <laughs> that, I want to say, you fucking idiot, but that made me feel good, weirdly enough. <laughs> it make Jake feel good, too. Oh, Jake and Heath. Heath, Heath and, and Jake. Jake. Kissing on a log. Look at my snake. <laughs> Alone in the forest. What'll I do? Come and spoon. With my poo. <laughs> oh, weird. Weird. Dirty, weird. The panic. The dirty. I didn't no, even mean that to be. I didn't they even. had sex and poo from the butt will get on your dick. I don't care who you think you are. You got poo on your <laughs> Especially penis. when it's just, if it's, if it's camp gay sex, if it's, it's not going to be as clean they're as They're probably like, backed up. No, <laughs> they're eating a lot of. They're not eating fiber. They're eating like meat only. That they're hunting. Ugh, a lot of poo. <laughs> Do we take that part out? <laughs> Do we leave that in? Is that bad? I don't know. I guess, you know what's oh, bad now is that I feel bad. It's post, it's post uh, life. Is oh, no. I was just oh, thinking okay. that it wasn't gay friendly. 
But oh, re- no, I, look, regular, experience... regular sex has its own regular. Vaginal sex has its own hangups. I have my mental images of poo on my dick from straight sex. From your straight sex in a in a female's butt. Of course. So don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, but it it, to... shit has made an appearance in my bedroom. Yeah, as well. poop's not a, only a gay thing. <laughs> <laughs> they can't claim the word faggot and they can't claim poop only for them. Because if you get called that and if you've had it on your dick, you get to say it. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Oh my Jesus. Every day. Every day, Jesus. Every day, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just every day, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you're looking for miracle, Jesus. Oh, oh I'm not special. I'm every day, Jesus. <laughs> You got some loaves and fishes. I'll cut them up for you, but they ain't multiplying. Every day, Jesus. Every day, Jesus. I walk on the sandbar. Every day, Jesus. I make grilled cheese. Every day, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This is so sad. It is, it's, it's weird. so sad. It, it's weird that you say that because there is it is fun, but there is a tinge of sadness of being like, ah, oh, you know what? I and mean, it was also a different time. There's a nostalgia diff- to it. Oh yeah, sure. But I also think that you know maybe the best thing to do is just. I mean, I don't, it, it, well, this is weird. I'm going to ask you out on a play date, but is to is to just like <laughs> hang out, share a beer as men, grown or, men, a grown man, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a date. It can be amongst other men. Other men could be there. Other men. Women, too. Yeah. And and just sort of get over it and just see how it operates to a test run. Two men. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, (laughs) amongst other men. (laughs) Hanging with other men. Men. Yeah, we could do that. We could see the mask. Hanging with the boys. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Does it smell bad? Yeah. What microphone doesn't in this world? Oh, right. They've all been camping, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all the nerdist microphones have been camping. have been camping, if you know what I you mean. You know, I like that guy, but does he uh, does he go camping? You know what I mean? Camping? No, I don't know. Nice. You know, does he go out in the outdoors? <laughs> hang out in tents? You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Look what, at what? snakes. <laughs> oh, get snakes? Yeah, I yeah, guess there would no, be. No, but you know, camping. Are you saying the way you're saying it with your face makes me think that that look right there? Hell yeah, that looks like <laughs> well, I wonder if that voice conveys the face that I was. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> like you're realizing these are the days of radio, <laughs> or making that sound without making the face. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. Remember Ty? That's what we were gonna do. Ty. Ty is the rambunctious little boy who's. who's I would always be the dad. Yeah, and then you would be inside because and you because, locked me out because we had broken up. I shot that. It's never done anything. It's, it's not you shot it or anything. Yeah, and I was playing the dad. I was playing everything because I was like, well, if Pete's not here, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the child who it's like the child gets into the door first. Yes, grabs the pizza and locks the dad out, <laughs> and it's like Ty Tyler. Uh, Open yeah. up that door. And he's doing the peace signs and rubbing the pizza on the couch. Hey, come on. That, you can't put pizza on the couch. What are you doing? Tyler? And he's always eating a huge piece. Tyler! That is such a, a hyperactive shit. <laughs> 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 Name Tyler. Tyler! 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 Ty, buddy, open the door. Carol! That's his wife. Carol! Steve Byrne is now a co author. We'll bring him in. We'll loop him in. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, speaking of everyday Jesus. Everyday, everyday Jesus. Jesus. Are we already there? You feel bad? What else you got? I don't know. 
We just had we just had breakup and friendship on the list. Well, that's all I had prepared. That's okay. I mean, in terms of in terms of making it you've, weird, that's you've done good. you've done this podcast before in your brain. Yeah, and yeah. See, we have ninety minutes. Oh, okay. How'd that feel to you? Sure. Usually, when we hit ninety, we we merge into religion. Oh, let's do it. Well, look, uh, heaven forbid we. Is there something? Be honest. I've done fake interviews on my toilet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I, like, is there is yeah. there something? Let me. I'm, we could do virginity, hardest you've ever laughed. They're the the general <laughs> Google history. I love doing Google history. We haven't done that in a while. Well, no, we don't have to. I, I said that because it felt like 45 minutes to me. And I was like, oh, what? Uh, oh, uh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Uh, but no, we can def get into real edge. Well, do you feel the same as you did that day that you put that challenging and threatening hypothesis towards me that there's no afterlife and we should just be pizza jamming? Uh, Going camping with all sorts of gentlemen. I don't think that... I do think there is no afterlife. Well, I, look, I am now... I will now say, in terms of afterlife, no one can be 100% sure because you don't know until it's happened. Unless you do that flatliners thing. Unless you do the flat, But even then... <laughs> You're coming back. Even then, that could be your brain. Yeah, I think your, the mind is a very powerful tool. DMT See, I've brain. rationalized it to a uh, 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 99.99 infinitum mm-hmm. theory that there is none. Mm-hmm. I would even say 100%, but th- I want to be an... Uh, seeming like an open-minded person and okay. minus that point zero zero one, right? Um, because I, I think that the mind is so powerful that those experiences are negated because the mind can hallucinate, the mind can do all kinds of stuff. To say that in your in the half in the split second that you are fading in and out of death, that you couldn't have conjured a very elaborate thing. Sure. Is to say that with the, the there's that, a doctor that put a note on the light fixture in the surgery room, like uh-huh. he put a little note that had a, a little message because people kept floating above the surgery table, uh-huh. and he wanted to be like, "What did you see any?" No one ever saw it. Doesn't uh-huh. that break your heart a little bit? Yeah, it's like people that astral project try and uh, no. read a random playing card that they don't know what the card is, but they say they do it sometimes. Yeah, uh, it doesn't break my heart. See, that's the thing. Uh, when I have talked to not all, but some God-fearing people, religiously minded people, spiritually pe- spiritual people, even the casual people that are like, I just believe in a higher thing. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't. I don't at all. Uh, they think that I would be... <laughs> it's funny. We've talked that I am a depressed guy. But they think that's ma- that makes me sad, that they're unrelated. Um, I, there's wonder in everything. Are you kidding me? The, the, the universe isn't magical enough for you. I just don't associate it with actual magic. I mean, we live in a universe, a known universe. Forget about all that we don't know. Where, you know, there's theoretical, there's like black holes that mm-hmm. suck matter into nothing. You can take an atom out of any one of these things and split it, and it will become the most horrific explosion ever. <laughs> On the atomic to in crazy outer space madness level, we live in a, in a an insane world filled with wonder and craziness. And I look at a sunset, and I don't go, oh, isn't, isn't the will of anything, God, whatever, a will. Will didn't do that circumstance molecules mother nature for lack of a better no, thing no you're talking mother nature did it <laughs> fucking mother nature's all right with me hey you got any more molson you got any like a can of like a lavatz black label or something i'm fucking thirsty ha <laughs> <laughs> 
See, that's me. But it's kind of, I mean, like, I've experienced that. And, you know, you can walk around in Toronto, the, unfortunately, like, a lot of the homeless people are, like, are Native Americans. It's really, it's kind of a bummer. Mm. Where, you know, you walk around New York and it's, you know, like, you know some white dudes. But if I did a New York, if my, if my go-to say, hey, do a homeless guy in New York, I'd be like, oh, man, y'all, where's crack? Or whatever, something. <laughs> but if I did a oh, homeless guy in Toronto, would be like, hey, man, you got a loony, I got to get a, you know, it's like, oh, it's weird. Man. <laughs> oh, no. I know, but isn't that's not so much, I, I, I look at this, and maybe this is for my own safety, not so much a comment on my racism, but a comment of just like, you know, the demographics and sure. economic hardship. You're keeping it real. I'm trying to keep it real in a hilarious and offensive way. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at the sunset and you feel like it's nature and that and that's yeah. enough for you. That I doesn't that. that doesn't bum me out. There's so much wonder in that. I mean, yeah. you know, like I've 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 just been flying from A to B and just looked out the window and been like, oh, look at that. And that's just on this earth. You know, you see the clouds forming in such a way and the light hitting everything. It's like this is crazy. Like uh, I don't need the magic element and I don't and and to to make it positive and okay i don't need this afterlife to to give me a reason to live because there it is this is the real deal because there is no reason no real reason there's no reason tj miller while we're here yeah there's no will behind it there's nothing there's nothing that is is governing why we're here other than circumstance Hmm. that's what that's that's personally what i believe there's just to imply that there's will, it means there's a conscious, there's an aware being. But I've encountered nothing in this world that leads me to believe that that one should believe that there's a there's a being. Right. You can conjure up the idea of it. Sure, you can quote a, a book, which is not evidence. It's not proof. It's not a thing that you mm-hmm. can be like, oh, I can quantify that and debate that because it's just written by man. Mm-hmm. There's nothing out there that says, oh, this was all r- reason. And people can quote, they can cite amazing miracles or personal things that have happened to them. You know, maybe they saw something. It's like, but you don't know what I've experienced, okay? And A, that's personal, right? That's a thing that only you have experienced. So someone's relationship to God is, is only to them. To that I say, okay, so your relationship, you believe you're in your mind there's God, the homeless guy in the subway believes there's tiny dragons in his pocket. It's a personal experience, and therefore, it's not shared by everyone. Right. That's not evidence, right? Yes. It's personal experience. Um, so outside of that, there's nothing... Oh, I forgot where I was going, but there's nothing... I wonder if... Uh, I, it's very, very interesting. I, I can't help but make the parallel to you... Uh, being a less happy person, and I know you've faced this before, mm-hmm. and being more of that practical mm-hmm. Elliot Smith worldview, and me being more like a walking home sunshine, yep. and of course I would chemically just look for God more, because that's how my life feels. Yeah, well, I f- I feel God, but you're saying that's that subjective thing. Well, I th- I um. But I'm, I'm saying learning uh, that I'm learning that a lot of my melancholy and stuff is 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 <clears throat> not so much like oh I feel happy or sad this day, but there's something. I'm not saying I'm, you know, bipolar or something, but there's things there that chemically I have more things going on. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sort of investigating this and trying to admit this to myself. Right. And I don't necessarily think that has anything to do with with worldview because I honestly don't think my worldview is sad. 
Yeah, I, ju- I just think there's something to be said about my brain being a more positive brain, right? So then sure. if you bring up the labyrinth hand tunnel and yesterday Zach brought up the labyrinth hand tunnel or I, or I did, then I go, oh, there's a collective unconscious and we're connected. And, and Thomas is oh, sitting in look. the same spot and I'm kind of like, oh, th- this is God. This see, is happening. See, that's the thing. Look, I, I don't necessarily believe that there isn't some kind of collective conscious because like look like i don't i don't think there's there's like a soul right because uh, unless it's some sort of uh metaphor for something scientific that i don't truly understand Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like a soul a spirit ghosts and shit Mm -hmm. but who's to say i mean you know apparent so i guess it goes that you know what uh, so uh, uh, atoms don't break down until they're split right isn't that Truth? I don't know. Uh, so essentially, theoretically, we're breathing in similar things that Julius Caesar breathed in. Oh, yeah. Like, if you pee in the ocean, thank you, Steph, to blow your mind, and then you go back uh, like a year later, you, you take like a sampling of the water from the Thames River or whatever, you'll find a molecule. There would be a molecule of your of your piss in there, right. they say. At, and because there's just billions and billions and billions. Exactly. Oh, so G- that I, Jesus I, drank from this this Diet Coke. The water in that mm-hmm. is dinosaur piss. My friend was trying stuff. to explain this to me that we are the universe thinking of itself because we're. I and I I I tried to understand what yeah. exactly what he was meaning, but it's we're the imagination of ourselves. Well, yeah, it's like we're all the same thing. We are this the skin and the table and everything is the skin from and the table and the, the, the cookies and the jello <laughs> is all part of the same building blocks from wherever yep it's all the same stuff so regardless of whether the table can't think and we can we're the same thing so therefore we are the universe thinking of itself yeah because it's all the same thing okay it's it's to me a very complex and sort of like philosophical way of thinking about stuff that could not be so it doesn't have to be that complex. Right, 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 sure. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I mean I just think it's I, I, I kinda think it's all here by coincidence and circumstance. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be sad about it. That doesn't mean that you don't have to it's like so here you are now. Say you got teleport teleported to wherever a desert. It's mm-hmm. like you're not going to be like, ah. Oh, you're going to be like, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm going to make sense of this because we right. we have the capability of thinking about that. Right. That's another thing. It's like uh, the whole idea of otherworldliness, the whole idea of afterlife of God and stuff. To me, only exists because we have the brain to think about it. Right. Well, we we have the idea of infinity, and then we, we start thinking about creators and literally just the intellectual capacity to conjure up this notion. Yeah. I'm curious if there was someone that if there was someone that was raised let's let it was raised I want to say atheist but with no religious thing it was just like raised with science and then at one point they were told God was there at, when they were fully formed not a kid if they'd hear that and be like what no that's crazy I think that does happen isn't that what happened with like TJ I was raised agnostic, and, and, but I, when I was a kid, I, I believed in God, but this, it wasn't my own thought. Someone else, you know, like I didn't wake up six years old and be like, I think there's a God. <laughs> that it would wasn't, be terrifying. You know? You're holding a candle by your father's bed. Yeah. There's a God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just, you know, it, it, oh God, the rehearsals of this speech went so much more eloquently. 
I love it. Live in the now, bro. Live in the now. And, you know, is, not only outside of this outside of the spirituality element, but, I, I mean, the whole religious thing. Like, I've, you know, I hear you, you, you've talked about it a constant, right, over the many episodes. And yeah. A handful of episodes that I've listened to, yep. I've, I've heard. It's on every episode. Sometimes say. we just tie it up at the end, but most of them we get into it. But, like, the, the experiences that you have, to me, sound like, uh, like trauma. And you, as a man, now wrestling with a trauma. In a way, traumatic experience. What? Which traumatic experience? D- divorce? No, what, no, what no. Being raised religious, being oh, raised in the church, having yeah. to deal with all this stuff, and now it's like you know, you know better on a lot of the things. Right now, you, you. I don't want to say that you, you don't know any better because you believe in a higher power. I'm sure. not going to say that, although um, I disagree with you. It's, but. it's a later thing for me. Uh, there's been this unpacking that continues going on. I, I had someone recently offer prayer for me and i'm open to it and uh, but my thing is just do it sometimes weirdos say they're praying for me i'm like thanks i appreciate that yeah fair enough i don't like would you like me to pray for you it's like just fucking do it or tell sure. me that you are and i'll say thank you yeah. don't be like is there something particular you'd like because <laughs> what i what are you wishing for what I, yeah <laughs> that, that became offensive to me yeah because i was like what what is this what is this idea that your prayer would change the will of the almighty creator of, of heaven and earth. Yeah. That, that I never really thought about that when I spent all those years, decades praying. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm nudging God. Jesus talks about prayer being that way, knocking on the door of a sleeping neighbor. You have to annoy God to the point where he gives you what you want, basically, in this story. Yikes. And I'm like, that's kind of a crazy idea. <sighs> yeah. I mean, look, it... it, uh, it, it Regardless of what I think of the afterlife and all this stuff and making sense of life, it, it uh, it's almost like to me it is what it is because I can't, I can't, I don't have the faith that you require in order to believe in this thing, in whatever iteration of it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have that sort of like pull the blinders on, just believe in it because it doesn't. Because in my mind, and, th- and this is the mind of a lot of atheists, and this is why, um, even though it might be. It's a human emotion, but it might be, it's rude. But this is why a lot of atheists have, you know, some condescension or some sort of like incredulousness with people who are religious, spiritually minded. It's because in our mind, there is, there is no difference between God, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, the dragons in the pocket, uh, Quatar, the floating vagina. Like there's <laughs> not, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. And I challenge anyone to say the difference. What's the quantifiable difference between all of those things? I think you can trace back who made up Santa Claus. And that guy was like, I'm fibbing. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, but but just so there's no author at the end of this book? No, we know who wrote the Old Testament. That was probably Moses, they say. Okay. Uh, and, and before but it's that, just a man. Were... It just happens to be longer, so you can't right. sort of, like, it's less documented. It's, well, to quote Eugene Merman, he goes, the Bible is a lie. If it makes you feel any better, it's a really old lie which is one of my favorite jokes. As somebody who respects and, and tries to believe parts of the Bible, I love that joke. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're right. And, and I mean, like... But I, that's my stumbling block. I'm like, I can't... You know what I want you to I do? can't just be like, okay, I believe in Santa. Yeah. I'm gonna just do it. I would love to see you... Uh, I don't think it's the same. Because Santa lives at the North Pole. We can go to the North Pole. He's not there. We can't go to the heavenly realms or whatever. But you can't prove that it is there. That who's there? That God's God, there. and You're the heavenly right. realm. Hey, I'm right there with you. And oh, I have, take I have a, the... take another mythology. Take, take uh, any of Zeus. See, what's yeah? That's the thing. It's like, what's the breaking point? 
you know, like, uh, so someone, see, to me, it's like someone who believes in, in the, the Christian version of God, but doesn't, but thinks... Everyday Jesus? Everyday Jesus, but thinks Scientology is too silly, or Mormonism is too silly, or yeah. other way around, or but, Buddha, you can't even, there's an old man, a fat dude. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's your, how is that the breaking point? I, mean, I understand. They're all the same to me. What, what, well, that's one of my crises of faith, was that it's like, if I'm accepting Christ, I'm denying Buddha, or whatever, these other gods. And that's a troubling thing to think that if I was born in India, I would be Hindu. Yeah. Or I would have been Hindu. Yeah. And now I would be on a podcast called, you know, you made it weird, but in uh, a different language. And I'd be talking about how I have conflicted feelings about everyday Krishna. And we'd be eating spicy lamb. Yeah, spicy lamb every day. And I wonder, you know what I would like to, because you have that emotional stuff, I would wonder if you did like a Krishna sort of thing, which I've never done. But if you did chanting, like if you chanted Hare Krishna... And did it for hours. I'm not. I'm not. I, bet, I'm I, not, I just would like to see that documentary. But ha, 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 I'm not. Do, I'm not denying the power of the mind and power of positive thought and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I, I just don't think it needs to be tied into the magic. Is the brain releasing the chemicals that make you have the hallucination that feels like a vision, and it's your human interpretation that makes you feel that that's religious and that's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't necessarily make it true. For real. And, and and look and like you're getting sad about it. Oh, I'm not sad about it. I believe in everything. I'm okay. an atheist and I'm a and I'm a Mormon and I'm a Scientologist. I'm everything. Okay, interesting. I don't look, know about Scientology. I, look, I would. I did love, see the master. I, I love. Uh, well, I didn't love the master. I thought the master was very disappointing. But I would love two cops shot up dying. That's what we are. Uh, I would love it if, if, if God or some creation, something came and just let everybody know. Like I would love it if there is an afterlife or there was Mm -hmm. a magical being with will and interest in us, Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's something outside of the universe that is this heaven or even hell or something. To know, to uh, if that was like made revealed to us, like that would be great. Right. I don't. I mean. Here's the I, thing. I had a tweet it's about like, who's to question the will of God? How dare you? But it's like, why wouldn't there be? Like, yeah. what's the point? And there was the time it? when he did speaking through burning bushes and and clouds and that sort of thing. I, I that's said also a time where there's no photo, science yeah, of and there's just stories and yeah. orators. I'm here to say that I don't think that literally happened. You know what I mean? Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I had a tweet where it's like, if I was God, I'd just to kind of throw everybody off. Just. In the on the sky show an episode a full episode with commercials of entertainment tonight, <laughs> just like the whole sky is taken over it's, with an episode, and, just, and like there's just, no meaning. It's to It's advertisement. It. It's just corporate advertising. Yeah, is what it is. Well, uh, not I'm not saying that's what entertainment tonight is, but that's what God does. He just puts sprites ad, that's uh, great. ads and stuff like that. That's the meaning of life. Yeah. No, but like, see, the thing thirst. is, the the, <laughs> the burning bush, the all these things. Are Obey miracles. the Ten Commandments and your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> I love the and the Ten Commandments. I can get along with. I don't need the things to have morality. I don't. I don't need. You that. don't need the judgment. I, I like the intellectual man that can say, "I don't steal because uh, it will get this person in trouble, or yeah. or it's or unethical." I or can, whatever. I can understand that it's wrong to take something from that wasn't yours. Like, right. I don't need the. I don't need to fear in order to fear God in order to have right. That. But to me, like all the all the things, all the experiences, the burning bushes, the miracles, the my conversation with God is internal and to the one person. 
So there, to me, my mind goes, well, that was a conjuration of your, your mind and the psyche of human right. and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, if it's a collective experience witnessed by millions of people, yeah, it's like, I saw an alien in Roswell. I saw it, I tell you. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's, all right, sure, old man. But if an alien came down and blew up the White House, ID4, right. it's different. It's well, you know what's funny is there are real. corporate alien sightings and there are corporate spiritual sightings. There was one in South America where, the, where hundreds of people witnessed the sun dancing around crazy style, like moving around in the sky, allegedly. Uh, there's also there was a huge UFO the size of a football field that flew over like Nebraska. It, me and Kumail, oh my god, I hate Thomas Middleditch, but I love this show. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I made him hate you in that bit. Uh, we watched a thing called like the be- the best UFO stories. Yeah, but you 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 also think I mean you're you I'm I think it's an interesting thought, but I don't know. I think some of uh, motivations are true, but you think 9/11 was an inside job. No, I mean like when we were hanging out, I was really big into that. Okay. That was, but, I but, went through a very con- big conspiracy but thing. Conspiracy things and weirdo things. And weirdo things, it not... lights up my brain. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love that creative storytelling stuff. Illuminati the, and the Anunnaki. The Illuminati, Anunnaki, Planet X, Nibiru. <laughs> We're all going to die. I mean, all that stuff uh, is yeah. like part of your thing. Uh, I think that was also part of anxiety management after my wife left me. I was like, okay, I'm going to take the control that I can. And I do think there's some very suspect things about 9-11, but it's not, it's not, that's not like the big story that I broadcast anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I about to tell you? Uh, co- you're talking about mm, corporate sightings of these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, but there are hun- there's thousands of people in that state that saw this UFO. But that, that's just kind of the thing is that, like, who cares? If God came and did show an episode of Entertainment Tonight in 10 years, would be like, it was a weather balloon. You know what I mean? There would be the people that believe, and those people will always be the believers. Hmm. And then there'll be the people that won't believe. And even if there was this thing, I think that's what Jesus is getting to when he says a faithless generation asks for a sign. And that's where we get that loophole. God could come out and be like, what's up, everybody? It's me, Yahweh. I'm the real one. See you later. And moments later, people are going to be paving over that memory to serve themselves and say, he said, I'm Yahweh. I'm the real one. I can't even remember what I just said. And Mormons are good. You know what I mean? They'll be adding things. You'll be saying it was a trick of light or whatever. Everyone will interpret it. Even we just, can't... Like people, public speakers say weird one one thing uh, and then everybody interprets it the other way. Right. You know, of course. Like, yeah, interesting. The, the quality of truth is, is always going to be bullshit and, and sand through our fingers and we're just going to be, at the end of the day... Struggling with a video game addiction. Yeah, so if you're God, <laughs> why even bother, you know? Uh, maybe that's how he feels. Uh, but, you know, I think that's, I think... Or for, she. Hey, <laughs> Or it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, and like that is intellectually something I, I mean, I think is really interesting and I can't argue with. I think that's really fascinating. But yeah. that's not, that's not enough for me. Well, I don't want you to stop being you. Um, thank you for trying to convince me and convert me. Nope. Fucking, no, just joking. That's the great thing about New Pete is New Pete is like, oh, great. Be an agnostic, be an atheist. Oh, or... I didn't even think Old Pete did that. Oh, good. Yeah. No, Old Pete was cool about it, too. Oh, good. And uh, I don't even mind. Honestly, it's like if someone wants to, to do that, I don't take offense to that. I, I, when I convert me to whatever. Oh, sure. Whenever I speak to like a, a true blue whatever, uh, kind of, there's a part of me that wants to convert them to... Science. Of course, it'll be uh, <laughs> to fact. come to come to fact land. I, you know, I also the think, land of fact and reason. And we and have milk I, and honey. I also think that TJ kind of said it too. It's like I think 
you know, especially when organized religion, you think about a lot of the stuff that's happened with it. Mm. And not to say that humans wouldn't find anything else to argue and fight over, but like a lot of it has been happening. It's been used by other people, used as this thing to manipulate humans. And right. it seems totally detached from any type of God and stuff like that. And I think that you've got now, you've got people out there in this world that want to p- suppress women. They want to have gays not be married. They want no abortions ever. No um, camping. No camping. <laughs> yeah, no camping. <laughs> you know, and they say, you know, chase the almighty dollar in the name of the almighty. And it's just like, it's it, it's holding us back more than anything else. I don't think it's I don't think uh, institutionalized organized religion is really doing a lot of favors. Other than you know, like sure, like some of them do charity work, and it's like yeah, okay, fine, but that doesn't need to be. I mean, you, I hope someone is getting what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting what you're saying. It's mainly, it doesn't need it to seems be under to be like the, a hurdle more than anything else. The honor of God. It, it's, it's teaching creationism in school. I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I think that's that's. The, incredibly immoral I mean to say that the world is 3,000 years old is fucking insane but that's it to me it's the same it's the same level of insanity to me it's all insane yeah to think all these things they're interconnected to me that's the thing what the dragons in the pockets the dragons in the pockets the creationism God in the sky will outside of uh, will in a universal sense for meaning and purpose. Now I just want to hear Spirit in the Sky. Great song. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I get it. That was great. I don't know if that's how you were, uh, saw it in your mind, but I loved it. Mm. And now and now you and all the other people that heard the depressing part are like, oh, that's why. <laughs> no, that's actually not true. In fact, the only time you brightened up uh, during was, the podcast, I was, was when you were talking about that. That seemed <laughs> to cheer you up. Yay! Because you had a little bit of control over that. I like it real, man. God is your nine eleven. Keep it real. But because I don't think us, I hope to. I hope to not be nihilist. I, I try and not be a nihilist person. Sometimes yeah. I get jaded about things. And sure, it's sure, hard sure, to sure, not, sure, not sure, get depressed sure, about sure, the world. Sure, sometimes sure, sure. try to be try and be positive. I love it. Keep it crispy. Warped Barbershop. (laughs) 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 Will you do one on your own? Ladies and gentlemen, keep it crispy. Now leaving Nerdist.com.